And welcome back to Scout Talk, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing some of the more recent uh, news topics that's come about. One of them being she recently increased the trader repair costs when you go to repair your armors for a couple of traders. We're also going to speak about fragmentation, which the plot apparently has thickened. I, the Veritas video is just the beginning. Uh, it seems to have been getting worse, but we'll get into that in a little bit. And finally, we're going to cover some various pieces of random bits here and there, one of them being uh, keys and whatever little tidbits of information we got for you all. So, how's your week been, Giga? Been good. Chugging along. Yeah. Not doing too bad. Level 43 now, so, you oh. know, we plod in. It's, it's funny, I'm actually in a situation that I've never really been in before, where mm. quite a lot of the quests that I usually, I'm like, oh, these are like the late game ones I get stuck on for ages. I'm sort of starting to get through them and ending up in, well, the list is getting smaller. Let's put it that way. The list is actually definitely getting smaller. And so now I'm like, okay, well, I have like irritating things like Insomnia, Shooterborn, The Guide, you know, all of that kind of stuff to do. Um, and I've never been in this position like two months in or like two to three months in. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, for me, it's sort okay. of interesting because it's a bit different and novel for me. I'm just seeing like how far I can push it. And I got my first shooter born on Lighthouse the other day, which was pretty now, nice with, of all things, the, the VPO215, which ooh. is ye oldy trusty for me. I can go in with all <laughs> sorts of different snipers, DMRs, you know, with like M62 and like 762-54R with the SV98 and all this stuff. You bring... The VPO215 with APM, and I just I just know where to shoot with it. Like, I've just mm -hmm. used that gun a lot. Yeah. I just don't use the other guns. And I think, honestly, the feel comes into it so much. And people go like, wow, wow, minus 28% accuracy and all this stuff. But, like, up to 200 meters, like, it's fine. And, like, maybe you need a few shots up to 300. But it's genuinely okay. And, yeah, as I said, I've just used it a lot. And you can't replace the feel. You mm -hmm. can't replace feel. I've used that gun a lot. So it's been good. Yeah, it's been good. Now, was that your... Your first, like your very first shooter born this swipe, or is that the first one on Lighthouse? It is number two. I okay. have one on Shoreline. I would have to actually go back and find and remember where it is. I can't remember which one it actually was, but I have one shooter born on Shoreline. Somebody was surprised actually because I opened it up and was just like, yes, look at this. And I've got one on Shoreline, one now on Lighthouse. And they were like, dude, how are you level 43? And you, that was like your second shooter born. I was like, I don't, I just don't snipe. Like, I just don't snipe. Yeah. It's the way. Um, I feel like you have to actively do it the swipe and it's yeah you know. i think so now because like 125 is just so far that that won't happen to me randomly with an assault rifle whereas it would before you know 100 meters is not that bad like you get like 89 95 da, 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 and then every now and then you get like a 102 or like a 105 or something just out of nowhere um but 125 is really you really have to go for it um and try so yeah, I don't know. It's good. How about you? What's been going on? Um, yeah, kind of just same old, same old. Weston playing with some the boys and dude, one of my friends. I feel so bad for him. He uh, he's working on the guide, right? And he, you know, he did labs first and this and the other. I think he had like shoreline and woods left, and so he went. You know, we were like, we were like splitting off because he's just gonna go nighttime woods, and you know, we don't really want to go woods, eh, woods, you know. So, um, he goes loads in night woods and I'm watching him on the stream and he just starts sprinting. And then I look away and I look back and he's mute and deafened. 
and he's at a death screen. I'm like, what? What happened? <laughs> and he unmutes. I'm like, dude, what happened? Uh, or then I, or then I put two and two together. I was like, do you want to talk about it? He's like, no. <laughs> he hit the landmines <laughs> off the rip because he just started running as soon as he spawned. <laughs> it was pretty rough, dude. It was, it was, uh, it was pretty rough. Uh-oh. And then later, later on, my buddy who's like returned to Tarkov, you know, he's like. I think he's 15 now, so he's got the flea, but he's, you know, he's running the, I'm, <laughs> he's running the, I'm, I'm a low level kit. He's got like either no armor or like, yeah, no armor. Cause I don't think he has, Ram- yeah, he doesn't have Ram 2 yet, but he's got the VPO two, uh, 215 and APMO in it, you know? Um, but he's, we're in dorms. He's got to do a quest and he's on third floor and like we got, uh, we got someone on first, like we've, we've been in here for like five minutes, you know, we got like the dorm spawn. And so he's walking, he's going to the stairs in the middle that takes you down a second. And you just hear, one Natsuka, boom! And the scab just, like, buckshots him in the face, like, right in front of the stairs. And we we were like, what? How did that scab get there? And he was, the worst part about it was, I found two flash drives that I gave to him in the oh, single no. raid for his, yeah. And so that was just gone. <laughs> like, it was, it was rough, dude. I think we, we figured the scab, like, spawned in. Like on the second floor somewhere and just waltzed up there. Wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough, dude. So um yeah, that's <laughs> What yeah. are you at now then? Forty six still. I'm pretty close to forty seven. I'm actually okay, probably you got the dailies though. You got the crack dailies now. Yeah, yeah. Which I haven't been doing them too too much. Like Okay. They're they're I'm mostly just like memeing around or just helping people yeah. quest or just PvPing, like kinda like semi not passively working on long line because the the rig's kind of decent kind of nice to have but um i yeah. uh yeah go ahead it's a good one it's a good one it's yeah a good one. it's a pretty good yeah. rig you just reminded me because i basically i had two i finally managed to complete that interchange quest i say managed to like i just didn't try before you put the respirator on and then you go around killing scouts on interchange i like finally when i just like bit the bullet and did it with scarl and it was fine we didn't meet really anybody i think yeah. we met one, two players across like three raids or something and i was in like the whole time but it's because i was going to all the scout points I was going yeah. to like, power station to the road underground and then up to goshan and da 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 two of the raids though i get right to the end and you know you end up with like some decent lose if you've killed you know eight to ten scavs or something you like pick off the best bits and like go a few through a few boxes here and there like two of the raids one of them there's like one of the scav i can hear him shouting i like walk up the ramp right at the front because i need to extract to emicom like walk up the front and then you just hear and just get buckshotted like into the face completely i was like i actually don't even know where he was i really just don't know where he was at all um and then the next one, I'm going down the ramp at Power Station, and I get 760 PS through the left eye, like, right at the end of the next raid. I'm like, what the hell, guys? Like, I was in the raid for, like, 35, 40 minutes, and then the very last scab is just like, boink! Gotta get you with the cracked accuracy. I was like, oh, man. It doesn't normally... I actually don't really feel that that often. It doesn't happen. But to have, like, two back-to-back, I was like, oh, okay. All yeah, right, we've we, we got to be careful here. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I died to a scab not too long ago. It just head jaws me, like, one-tap me. Mm. It's It's annoying, but... Anywho, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I also had um, I also had a a demoralizing death on factory where I was like went in MP7, but I was I've been running the the old tack keck yeah. because high ricochet show chance, and I've kind of been testing it out and like mm-hmm. looking through some stuff. I'll probably touch on this a bit later because um, I've been working on some videos and that kind of thing. 
But anyway, I go like attack Keck with the Mandalorian like face visor on, and I like sprint. I load into factory. I'm the next to forklift spawn. I run into forklift with my MP7, like raise it up and just get instantly head tapped with like nine by eighteen like P whatever the <laughs> hell. It's like one of the ones in the middle, right? Which is like yeah, no pen. It's got no damage. It's like I think it's like five pen or something. And I was like, dude, what is this bullshit? Like this sucks because mm. even against class one. It still is like a 20% pen chance or something because it's like it's so trash. So the airsoft helmet actually would potentially deflect it. And against the trooper mask, it actually doesn't even have a, it doesn't stand a chance. It's like really low. But the thing is, you've got like you've got the level one tack keck with with top and nape and the mask with top eyes and jaws. And the guy managed literally with the very first bullet sliced it into my ears hitbox oh. from front on with the very first round out of his um uh, I think, or oh, what was he using? He was using some kind of like Klin or something or a Kedder. And he comes into my chat and he was just like, oh man, I saw the name tag and I didn't think it was really you, but like, it is actually you. He's like, I literally just sprayed. I didn't even know you were coming. I didn't hear you. And I just sprayed um, and just like, just killed you or whatever. He's like, I've got a, a weekly to kill like, you know, 20 people with a, with a Klin or something. Um, he was like, yeah, it was complete fluke. He's like, yeah, your helmet is totally undamaged. I was like, no. <laughs> Uh, funny stuff you, you can't so, put the ears protection on it can you the the that's probably only for the fast yeah exactly it's like okay. you can't combine them all so you can do like attack keck with the ears with i think you can use the special can you use like the m32s and maybe the xls or something with the ears and it's... then you can't put the face visor or you could put the face visor without the ears but with the with the ear protection it's like I see. yeah you have to have a hitbox Un, unprotected right with yeah. these kind of like funky loadouts so um yeah i was just like okay well we'll go with ears then that's fine it's just like nope just like the tiny like fractional slice was like oh god damn it <laughs> the, um one thing i did want to mention i've been doing which was pretty fun i did the the what is it called test drive m1a with a with a reaper which that was actually pretty fun um because i don't think i've done that one in a long time but i did this way i had fun doing it but uh, I figured, you, you know, this this Reap stuff's kind of cool. You know, I'm kind of liking this infrared thing. So let me try the uh, the flare. And I was like, hmm, I really want to do something different. I was like, what if I took a 100-round mag, built the Scar-L with, like, maximum recoil, and just laid prone from, like, 200 meters away and just held down mouse one at someone? <laughs> yeah. So I played, like, this weird, like, supporting role. Where I would be like, okay, I see a guy, he's like in this general direction, I'm going to light him up, you guys go push it. <laughs> you should have used, used like 5, 6, 8, I one did. or something. Oh, you did. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, for the yeah, extra me. I, I, one raid I did uh, FMJ for the extra recoil reduction, and then, funny enough, I shot at one of my friends, because uh, the, the freaking airdrop came in. So, like, comms were dead, and I just saw a guy on Gas Hill, and I was, like, up on Spine on Shoreline, and, you know, so, like, I, I reposition, look away, whatever, and then I see something else moving, and I just start lining him up, <laughs> and, I mean, I'm, like, thoraxing him, I'm, like, oh, yeah, he's not dropping a leg in him, like, oh, back to thorax, and eventually, you know, eventually someone's, like, I'm getting shot, I'm getting shot, I'm, like, oh, sorry, <laughs> he was, like, yeah, you could, he only did nine, I only did like nine points of damage to his armor, but he was like, you know, bleeding everywhere. Everything it's bad, isn't it? When you're like, you're using the weapon more like a fire hose than like yeah. a firearm, you know? 
it's it's pretty fun it's pretty fun it's not uh i wouldn't like quite recommend i mean it's kind of yeah the reason i chose the scar was because the recoil profile is like very it's probably the least one that's shaky i mean you could use a semi-auto and have like a similar effect but i just wanted that raw like you know the but, torrent uh, yeah. yeah exactly that's oh, pretty man. fun but um, oh, good it sounds like we're both having fun to be fair which is yeah. not always good yeah that's good so what happened that so we've basically had like no news i think logical solutions even posted on twitter saying the last time we had any type of changes at all that he could pick up on or something was like was like 36 days or something i don't know he he wrote something like that on there um and and then as soon as he wrote that he's like oh no there's changes but they're bad changes oh no and it's the only thing that we've had for ages which is if i understood it correctly trade repair increases basically across the board in the same vein as insurance so the higher the trade level you get the more the repair costs yeah as i said a bit like insurance because insurance costs more the higher up you go not that it really makes any sense it's a cash thing i guess in some ways right. except in this particular instance it doesn't make any difference because the arm repair kit exists so i don't know yeah it's kind of weird i mean it it looks like Prepper didn't get changed per se. I don't know. The the data's kinda weird to read, but it looks like Mechanic and Skier got the most affected if I'm reading it right. But um I thought it was all of them, but I didn't actually look at it super closely. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think that's what he said, but the data looks kinda like that's not the case. Anyways, the the real yeah. the real thing about it is like, as you said, armor repair kits exist, so it doesn't really matter, but it's I I don't know. Like I'm not crazy about like I understand why they do it, but I just feel like you would get a better result um if you just made it like kept like okay, you know, let's roll roll back to how previous it was where there was no scaling. You say, Okay, you wanna make it you know, what's what's like the goal of this? You know, they wanna like have players spend more money, I guess. But, like, yeah. in my mind, I feel like you're just potentially de-incentivizing people from leveling their traders to, like, repair. Like, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. And I feel like you instead would just want to make it cheaper at lower levels. So it's, like, the same thing, but it's it's reverse. You know what I mean? Like, it still scales, yeah. but at the top level, it's the same as it was before. So, like, you're not paying as much i mean again it still doesn't really make sense logically like oh yeah we're good buddies i'm gonna charge you extra money now <laughs> you know you're doing all these tests for me let me charge yeah. you even more but i mean i just don't think it makes sense like from a progression sense at all really and doesn't. i feel that i feel that you can just go about this by rescaling the armor so that the lower tier stuff stays the same and then you just make like class five or even class four if you want like class four five and six to be more, more, more for everybody for repairs. Like, okay, fine. Higher tier armors cost more to repair now. Okay. Because then that means oh, okay. that if I you want to budget kit, whatever, if you're a high level with proper or something and you're wearing a budget kit, then okay, you're not affected because you're using like cheap stuff. So fine, you're giving other right. people more of a chance to kill you. But if you're using like meta gear, then yeah, it's going to cost you. That makes way more sense to me. And like, has the same effect basically. Players spending more money who are at the end game, but without yeah. being so weird. Yeah, no, that does make more sense. Yeah. That's actually a much better. Because it accomplishes the same thing because 
if you're a high level player, you're probably running high level armor, so you would still be paying Better. a premium. And that way, if you're like, even if you are a high level player, but you're poor, you're not paying a premium because you're repairing your pack or, or whatever rat yeah. rig, you know? Like, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, but exactly. all this is like... kind of like irrelevant because yeah. repair kits are so good. I mean, I kind of feel like they're going to lower the spawn rate of repair kits. I don't know. It just seems like if they're tracking any type of data, I just, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I would imagine that they would if they got around to it, right? Once they go, okay, well, they work fine. Everyone's mm-hmm. tested them. Everyone's used them. It's like the stuff has happened like that in the past, like thermals and that kind of thing. Like, okay, they work fine. So now we're going to balance them, so to speak. Um, and then they make them like really rare. Because, yeah, right now there's there's too many and you don't go through them fast enough. Because I remember we yeah. had this discussion like right at the start. And I was like, dude, why are they still so cheap? These things are great value. And, you know, you and a, a bunch of other people, I think, made the point that you just can't get through them fast enough. So they're always great value, but there's always too many. So... You know, it's like, are you going to buy more when you don't need them? Like, no. So you only there's only so many packets that you need because they have a lot of durability. You know, one thousand two hundred, and you only need to repair stuff. It usually costs somewhere between what thirty points and one hundred and twenty points, depending on what it is. Yeah. So worst case, you get like ten repairs out of a repair kit. Usually, I mean, this is a lot, right? So like half the time your armor gets stolen. Sometimes it's not even worth repairing. Or yeah. Or yeah, you know, sometimes it's not damaged. Like it's it, there's lots of scenarios where it doesn't end up getting used anyway. So it's actually quite a few raids that you can go through before needing to buy another one. And the um, beauty of it is it's basically a repair effectiveness uh, in between skier and mechanic, which mechanics the most effective, best repair if you will. So you're getting almost the best. But it's funny because like now if you try to repair, I think I saw Tigs or someone posted like as a, a broken Zabralo <laughs> with mechanic. It costs like four hundred thousand rubles to repair. It's like as much as the new one. Yeah, it's like you could just buy a repair kit for that. Like it's just it's crazy, but yeah, it's pretty stupid. Unless... I mean, you definitely get into some weird situations with like the NAM two rig, for example, where insuring the rig, mm-hmm. getting it back, and repairing the rig that total combination costs you more than just buying another one. Like, there's actually no point even insuring it because you don't want it back. You don't want to repair it. Like, maybe if you get it back at 100, fine. But, like, it's, you know, insurance is like the third of the rig's cost and stuff. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, dude. This this stuff is like all these weird. Again, yeah, it's balancing stuff that I don't understand. You know, they say, oh, well, we're going to balance it later, but then we're going to do random stuff like this. I'm not sure. Like, I I went to, so I've reread Logical Solutions. You said, not the kind of changes I'd hope for. It seems as you level up Prepple and skier at loyalty levels, your repair costs go up. And then he retweeted his own tweet and said, I poorly worded this tweet and just realized I left out the part saying that Prepple and skier are even more expensive now. Mm. So that's, that's, that's that. But uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it was funny because like literally that same day, earlier in the, it was earlier in the same day, he said, hey, BSG, no changes in 34 days, 8 hours, 15 minutes, and 42 seconds. Is everything okay? Like, quick, then, quick, quick, quick. And then just like crank the repair cost up. Go on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but that's that's that. I don't think we've had any other news at all. There's nothing else we've had. We're just in wait and see mode. There's nothing yeah. else out of BSG. We'll just like see what happens, I, I suppose. But we have gotten some news, not from like any BSG change, but one peg, I think, did some testing on fragmentation, and my God, Giga, this is like 
<laughs> Spaghetti Code 101, dude. It's it's so. Oh my god! Can you give me the TDLR? Because honestly, I was watching and I was just like, I have no idea what's anything anything anymore. It's it the hurts. thing is, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if like one peg knew what the <laughs> what the lowdown was by the time it was finished. But like, okay, so this, as far as I've understood it, mm-hmm. this builds on the work that Veritas was doing. That thorax and um and stomach shots don't fragment right. at all on any round. Okay, fine. Then um actually our previous guest, Mr. CZTL, he was doing some testing um about eight five five ammo. And he has a video about that, about such a topic, indeed. And uh it was actually his video that one pig referenced. And I think it was because he went to speak to him in his chat while he was streaming and had a look at it and I think he had some suspicions and he was like, oh, okay, fine, maybe there's something to look into here. So he then did some testing as well, trying to repeat the ZTL's test, which was basically saying if you use 855, which has, I mean, it's not around that anybody ever really uses unless you're sure. church with a thermal. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but it has, it has a fragmentation chance as per the table. Okay, so it's 48, it, sorry, it's 40%, right? Um, it's a it's a forty percent fragmentation chance, and it has a pen of twenty eight, so it should should work fine. If you shoot somebody, I think they were shooting people in the legs, or whatever, because yeah. it's it's easier to work out because it's got a one times pass through. You don't seem to get fragmentations at the right rate, but more importantly, the fragmentation damage seems to be. I think for this round, it often seems to be one point eight times rather than 1.5 times, and not every round is 1.8 times either. It's not 1.8 consistently across all the rounds. One Peg tested all sorts of stuff, and he basically said that the fragmentation chance in the ammo table is basically complete BS, <laughs> that it doesn't mean anything at the moment, for whatever reason, limbs or anything. So there's, like, so there's no fragmentations happening on thorax and stomach anyway. The limb frag- fragmentation also doesn't correspond to the frag chance that we see in the table. Um, except for the only round that they could seemingly make work in any way was M855A1. Now, I'm not sure whether that was just the chance or the, the damage as well. Right. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Because yeah. at this point, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is like yeah. no one seems to know what's going on. Um, at least, yeah, in, in offline raids, which, I mean, they're, they're pretty... Like, I, I did some testing after Veritas's one for my video, and like the online raids and the offline raids worked exactly the same for the Thorax thing. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, what's what's the the conclusion to this? Is that we just don't know what's what's happening at all. Like, yeah. fragmentation I seems mean, completely bugged. It only seems to work on very specific rounds. It seems to happen at really low chances and not at all for other rounds. He tried using APSX. That was the one in particular, and this is kind yeah, of yeah, that was history. interesting. So he tried using APSX because, and this is actually funny because I'm going to end up talking about APSX later on for some of my stuff because it's a very useful round for testing because it does such low damage. Only does 35 damage which means that when it fragments in the old model or the way that we always understood it, 35 times one and a half is 52.5. So that means that you can shoot at any body part, even with the fragment, and not get a blacked limb, which, yes. I mean, it shouldn't matter. But basically what they were saying is when they were shooting at the limbs with like 855, they were getting this 1.5 times, but they couldn't verify whether it was a black limb issue and whether it was right. a proper, like an increased multiple for propagation or something yeah. because they couldn't get APSX to fragment at all. 
after like 100 rounds, like, and it's supposed to have a 10% frag chance, right? So they fired 100 rounds, couldn't get one fragment at all on legs with APSX. So they couldn't verify whether that worked or not. Now, I actually did see something that was quite smart in, in his comments where somebody was like, oh, I think there's a way of doing it. You can use some other rounds because what you can do is you can use a Maldonin stim to get 10% damage reduction and then you can test it like that. So that the, oh, you won't get a black another, stim. Like so then it's another, layer. <laughs> it's another layer on top. But it might, it might work, it might not. Who knows? Yeah. So it's... It's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. Because that's what I was oh, thinking, is the 1.8 yeah. times was potentially, you know, the fragmentation would occur and it would freak out because of the spillover damage. It would, like, double multiply or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It was, But, yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, it, I think it, what's interesting about it is that he could get 855A1 to perform as it should, according to the wiki, in terms of fragmentation, which could potentially... Oh, it's 55A1 in particular. Yeah. I believe, yeah. Which could potentially explain, or not explain, but, like, kind of makes sense because 55A1 is kind of a, like, okay round, you know? Mm. Um, like, I, I kind of see it. that. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say it's a, like I wouldn't say it's like BP. Like it's just it's just slightly yeah, under it's not, BP. It's not meta. It's like it's like if if BP and it's like cost effective meta. It's like the way BP's I, S and right. If five five is like A. Yeah, exactly. It's but, like an A tier um, end. So. Yeah, but like potentially, if it wasn't fragmenting, like it might. I don't know. I want. I've been. This is a random bit, but I've been wanting to test some three hundred blackout damage armor damage stuff. I need to do that get my buddy to be my test subject again anyways what do you want to test in particular with it like what's what's piqued your interest ttk with class five because the i haven't used 300 blackout that much but um i'm, I'm like curious. i'm almost certain that it's like a three hit that's what i'm thinking right i'm like 99.9 percent .9 yeah. certain that it's a three Which hit basically means the buff isn't really anything with the exception of like long long distance stuff yeah but like, at that point you're using a you know it's like yes and no because mm -hmm. so i've actually been looking at this today because i've been like, oh, working really? on some stuff yeah i've been working like it's quite funny how so many things are overlapping right now like yeah. everybody seems to be like focused in the same areas um i've been using the mcx a bit and looking at it versus 855a1 at the moment like 55a1 only has a 30 percent chance to pen plus five on the first hit whereas the increased pen on AP, like blackout AP, takes you to 65% against plus five, because it's in that like sensitive range, which is pretty yeah. good. Um, and against like a gazelle, if you shoot once, the second shot's like 90%. Yeah. Whereas 551 goes from like 30% to 50% yeah. or something, which is still not amazing, which is why right. sometimes it can take a while with 55, and the damage is slightly lower. But even if you get a pen and then a second pen, you still won't kill them. Unfortunately, I'm yes. I'm next to certain because like BP has got almost the same. Um, like I actually don't have a model for this yet. This is one of this is part of like my ballistics, you know, package that I'm like slowly working my way through, and I don't have a model for damage mitigation or yeah. blood damage. Um, I've been thinking about it, but I'm like still in the sort of preliminary stages because it's complicated. So, but I do have the data from the 
Tasmanian Target SK rig testing from BP mm-hmm. and with a gazelle. Uh, but against BP, which is like one less pen, and it's really down to pen, right? The damage mitigation is really a penetration thing as to how much it removes. That removes like 25% first hit and then about 20 on the second or something. So doing that with AP, a blackout AP, it then is too, it's too much for it because it's only 102 damage over two shots. So without the fragmentation, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't do it. Whereas BP will because it's like 58. So 116... It'll deal 90, I think, after both. Like, even if you get a pen and then another pen, you can two hit people through class five. You can't with um, with 300 AP, but like, it's still it's still good. Like, it still shreds people. Yeah. And it still feels better than 5501, but you, know, you have the high rate of fire, but it's got like decent hidden stats. The MCX has actually got like really nice, got like scar level con- convergence, but it's um, it still has the M4 spray on it. But anyway, like, yeah, stats, stats wise, it's it's like it's still decent because forty eight pen is re- is really good. Um, it's still still really good. Um, what was the, I going to say though? Yeah, what's the damage? Fifty two on the blackout. Oh, fifty one. Yeah, fifty one. Okay, fifty one. Sorry, go ahead. it's supposed to have a thirty percent frag chance. You see, right? So in in a in the real in the regular world that we used to live in, that would make a difference because that would mean that you would two shot people fifty percent of the time in that scenario where you get like two pens because it would be enough to go over the threshold of 85 but it isn't it isn't now it isn't now yeah i was just like i was trying to think of like where we were going with that conversation because we weren't really talking about 300 before um but i think it's pretty good also actually it's got a lot high it does have a lot higher armor damage so so 55a1 is 44 pen and 52 percent whereas AP is 48 pen and 65%. So actually, like, both are higher and both are important. So it actually, like, multiplies it up. It means that AP ends up doing... I actually did a, the quick calculation. Um, right, do I have it to hand? I might actually have it to hand. Because I did, I did... I know we last time we were talking about um, various bits of, like, armor damage, and we had that, like, funky scenario that we looked at. And, like, since then, I actually went back and fixed my, my model which was quite good, and actually made like did it properly. And now I can do the calculation. And it did actually match in the end. It actually matched in the end, which is kind of fun. But yeah, so if this is correct, and I think it is, so against a gazelle, 5-5-A1 five, five, would deal like 16 per shot, whereas AP blackout, AP 300, whatever, whatever you want to call it, does like 22.5. So that's a big increase in armor damage. That's why the second chance shot skyrockets so high, because it's like an extra 40% armor damage, which makes a big difference with class five in particular because everybody's running like crap armor like nobody's running good class fives because you can't because they're all either you know minus three thousand billion speed like not purchased on the fleet on a boss that's only ever seen once when the blue moon crosses over the sky and the squirrels are singing the tune of the river you know so everybody's just running like either a slick or something you know the it's like it's like very occasional slick the tiger rig the gazelle the current like maybe an ASCPC. Um, it's just like the the amount of armors we have now, like the the diversity of armor has gone down yeah. a lot. I will say, which but that's kind I of another. did get to use the Tasmanian rig the other day when I was doing the M1A uh, test drive quest, and it saved my ass multiple times. It's actually like it's just so weird, man. Just like bumping up to the next tier, it's just like like it, it like there's so many different armors within mm-hmm. the class, but, like, the difference between them are so 
in terms of protection are very minuscule it feels like yeah which is like, kind of a sad the other stuff yeah, yeah it's like movement and things matter more right. like space and like is it a rig or not like that stuff matters more than the actual protection of the plates which is kind of interesting like, yeah kind of interesting. sad is the word i would use <laughs> maybe not interesting maybe sad yeah i think it's just because we've had our choice constricted so much like you used to be able to run like the Redoot M and things, but they're they're just kind of too expensive, I think, for what they do. Because as you say, they don't give you like enough. But the one of the one of the things that's underestimated, I think, about the class six is that you take a shot and then it acts like a class five for the next one. Usually, yeah, depends yeah. what bullet it is, right? It depends what round. Like if you if you take a shot of BT, it's just like it's dead. <laughs> yeah, as in the fifty four RBT, right? Then it's you know you take you take a, a motion of that and it's just like the armor's gone. But if you take a BP. It just absorbed the armor damage is so high. It's yeah. just like it does like 35.5 damage or something to yeah. it. It's only got 40 durability, so it's just like sat there on like four and a half health. Like I tried my best. But against <laughs> something like BP, it ends up on like 22 out of 44. And we've talked about like I don't know whether I've mentioned it here specifically, but in my vids I've talked about like the armor equivalences where you take right. a, a class six and it's like a four at forty-five percent, it then acts like a class five for the very next hit. Well, the fact that it takes you from 40 down to like 22 means that it acts like a class five and a half because right. it's at like 55 percent. Do you know what I mean? So it's still better yeah. than a Corona de Gagelle, any of those ones at full. Like it's it's like it's like having a 120 percent class five yeah. for all intents and purposes for like hit number two even, which is insane. Um, and normally I think the thing is, right, this is why it's the perfect rig. I'm, I'm going like wildly off topic here. We're touching on so many different things with this ballistic stuff. But like it's the reason why it's the perfect rig. If somebody catches you by surprise and you don't know where they are, you don't see them, and they hose you down, you die anyway. You die if you're wearing a slick. You die if you're wearing the, you know, the Duke T5. You die if you're wearing a Zabralo. Like, okay. you know, maybe maybe there's some situations where you, you turn around and kill the guy. I don't know. Like, m- maybe sometimes. But for the most part, you just die, right? You just like right. you get headshot or, or something. Whereas the times when the armor saves your life is like somebody snags a shot on you around a corner or something, and then you know you, it absorbs and you don't die. It's like it's it's less for those big sort of spray. I mean, it still it still protects you from one or two rounds in like the big sprays, and so you can like limp away from a fight or whatever. But it's just those like those clutch moments where it matters a lot. You you don't die. Like I had a fight the other day on Shoreline, and I was wearing this thing, and I didn't even know where the guy was, and I got clipped. I think I was going back and trying to like figure out what I got hit by. I think I got hit by SNB the first time, and um, dived behind some cover, and I was like, oh man, my. Thorax is like really super busted, but you know, it, it did pen. Um, but then like sprinted away, lay down, like got a good position, killed one guy, and I was like looking for the next one. And then uh, two shots just come in. The first one like bounces off my ULAC. The second one goes again, like through the rig, um, but gets like absorbed. I was like, oh my god, like run away. I was, but I was just like, yeah, oh god, it's like this the rig's the rig's so good. The rig's actually just so so good. Like it it can defend you in like insane scenarios and it's really light too and the movement stats are super yeah absurd. it's actually really good it makes and you it's... feel like you're playing scav yeah <laughs> and it's nice too because you probably will get it back um mm. because it's not loot efficient you know it takes up more space than it gives in terms of you carrying it out so you could vendor it potentially to get something back if you insured it, which is kind of kind of interesting. I I don't know about the how the math works there, insurance versus selling it defense. Like if it's worth it, if the insurance is really high, then it may not be worth. 
Yeah, I think it's always worth selling it to to like repair it with a kit and then sell it to Ragman. But I can't actually remember what the insurance cost is. Good point. I need to go and check and see what that the total sort of exchange. It might end up being like, I think you might make a little bit. It sort of goes. It gives yeah. you some proceeds towards the next one. I mean, right. I've been using them again. I've just been running them again because they yeah, pretty much, they go back to like thirty three. Oh, yeah. it's a class five rig now. You know exactly. Like, I'm like okay, <laughs> and then you run around with a shotgun with it. You yeah, know? like I just use it for then my budget kits. So it's it's kind of kind of fun for that. Anyway, like coming coming all the way back, like circling all the way back to what we were talking about right at the start. So we were talking about APSX, about that not fragmenting at all. I've actually yes. got CJ in the chat here, and he was saying that he's been doing some testing and he has managed to get some fragments. So like I'm gonna have to, we have to wait for his video to see what's mm-hmm. going on with that. But what's like super interesting, I wasn't even testing that in particular. But what I've been looking at, and I've actually got a vid coming out tomorrow, so everybody's listening to this, it'll already, already be out, is more about Ricochet, is what my test is about. Because I finally got down to like looking at some Ricochet testing and that kind of stuff. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit specifically, a little bit later. Because um, it's sort of related, but like I want to talk about this other thing first. What's really weird is that... Okay, so the reason why we tried to use it in the first place is because it has 35 exact damage. If you're stood at any distance from any player, you can shoot them directly in the face and they don't die, right? Which is really good for Perfect, testing yeah. like Ricochet <laughs> because you don't have to reload into co-op over and over and over again. Yeah. So that was the reason why we did it in the first place. So we were like, okay, well, let's just test to make sure this does actually function the way we think it does. So, you know, I shot Sad in the face and mm-hmm. he ended up on one HP. Um, but really bizarrely, directly from the front, stood facing me. I shot him three times. And every single time I shot him out of those three times, not a big sample, and we weren't testing that, so we didn't linger on it. Every single time I shot him from the front, and it was in the eyes. Like, I shot him literally here, uh, and it probably was a little bit low because of, like, the way the optic looked. So it was maybe around, like, the jaws area. When I shot him in the jaw, he also took uh, thorax damage. All three shots. Damaged armor and, and did damage to the thorax. Wait, but you were shooting him in the eye? I was shooting, so I was aiming at his eyes. It probably was actually going more like around the mouth because of the um, height of the boar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his head Why? would go to one HP, and then he would take thorax as well. So you're telling me it shots. would ricochet down into his... Or go through and then like hit the hitbox behind or something. That's weird. It's super weird. It happened, it happened all three shots when we were doing the random test. So I think maybe if you catch somebody through the jaw with like a really, I mean, normally it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters usually because when they get hit, they die. It's a very, very niche specific scenario yeah. where the round to the head doesn't kill uh, you. Okay. I see. Um, and then it goes through be... and then hits the, the, hits the yeah. hitbox behind maybe the chest hitbox too. Like, usually it doesn't matter because it's a fringe case. See what you're saying. Yeah, that's, so that's kind of what I'm saying. But that was kind of funny. We were like, oh, that's weird. And it damaged armor too. We were like, okay, so it's just like, it's actually just interacting with the, the thorax hitbox. Crazy. <laughs> So that was that was kind of weird. Um, and then, yeah, when we were doing the testing, we fired a ton of rounds. Some of them penned. We didn't get any fragments because otherwise you'd be you'd be instantly dead. So we didn't get any fragments at all to the head. Now that's something that probably no one else has tested because, like, why would you? Fragments yeah, to the right. head is like not a it's not a useful mechanic. But that also doesn't seem to be working, especially with APSX. So weird stuff. Yeah. Weird stuff. Can't wait for the ballistics rework is all I'll say, man. I don't even know what what's what anymore. Just yeah, go back exactly. to basics, you know, hype in. Don't worry about any of the finer details. That's all you need to know. 
just get get hyped in. Well, actually, what yeah. I was gonna say earlier to jump back, uh, back off topic is um, now that I think about it, you know, I was like kind of griping about the different variations between the classes of armor. How there's like, you know, ceramic versus steel or whatever is not really like doesn't feel like it's that meaningful, but it probably is if you have lower tier ammo like you know bp versus us ammo for example like having yeah. a very you know a zabralo versus a, a tarzan rig would be like a big difference in terms of its effectiveness but because we don't really have people aren't running us ammo i'll put it to you, i'll say it like that it's not really uh yeah, I think that's true. Like the only the, the cases that you'd see that is people running like forty five AP with yeah. thirty eight pen or something, and coming up against a Zabralo or a class another class five or something. That's probably where you'd see the difference. Like, funnily enough, normally where you see the difference is on the trooper. The trooper is really hilarious because mm-hmm. the trooper has like such crazy durability, but because it's only class four, once it gets down to about sixty percent or something. All the rounds just come through. You just die. Yeah. But like, it has all this durability, but like, what for? Because it's too low exactly. But it's technically, you know, really good. Um, but you need a lot of people shooting at you to not have good ammo. Is kind of the thing. Yeah, you need them all to be running like PST nine mil. Yeah, that kind of stuff, and then it's like king. Yeah, but it's just like yeah. If if. Tarkov becomes much more scarce in the loot economy. It, this finer details of these things might actually matter a whole lot more. Like it might actually be worth paying, you know, fifty percent more for a Redux than a you know a Karund or something. But we'll see. yeah, I think that's the thing. Like in in doing this testing as well, building out this model and stuff. Like, and even just just actually seeing the data in Raid. Just realizing how just like the, how much armor damage these things do, that's partly also why it doesn't matter so much too, because everything just gets zeroed so fast. Yeah, that you don't like. Oh, you go. Oh, well, I have a fifty-five percent pen chance with BP, so maybe I'll survive like forty-five. Yeah, yeah, one shot one, but like shot two, right. now it's like seventy percent and then eighty percent because your armor's just like destroyed. So it's yeah, it's it's, it's tricky. It's difficult. Like I almost feel that armor right now it's kind of like the offense is sort of not not like too high but you know what i mean there's like there's too much offense like the defense is lacking no for sure Um, i think and we talked about this before a little bit like you just throw a few high pen rounds in and that defeats you know super expensive armor that like is hard to carry is like weighs a lot it has to be repaired you know doesn't go back to full like it's pain you have to unlock all these traders for it and um it's still and it's yeah it just feels a bit like too too skewed It'd be kind of cool, like, like it's annoying with APSX and those kind of rounds because there's just not enough of them, but if they were a little bit more common, then people would kind of be, like, stacking mags and, like, using it mm-hmm. properly. Um, but, like, it's not it's not fun to have everyone only using APSX. It's also not fun to find, like, 31 rounds a wipe. Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is kind of but stupid. Yeah, I mean, part of that, too, is because the loopholes, like, when you loot an ammo case... You're yeah. looting the entire loot pool of potentially, I don't know, hundreds, two hundred different types of ammos. So, these are probably like, at the bottom of the list in probability too. That's probably the way yeah, it's done. That's right? true as well. You know, it could be like 
rare and it's like 0.1% chance to to get it. But whereas like you go on like reserve or woods or whatever, you know, there's just loose ammo boxes of like BTBS they go on, you know, whatever, like, you know, it's, it's a global spawn. So it's a little different. Like if they had, I don't Yeah. Anyways, I won't, I won't go into details, but yeah. there's, there's ways to do it that they could make, you know? Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess like, in summary about the fragmentation thing, right. just kind of like wrap the topic off. It's kind of well, right now just ignore it, basically. Yeah, which I, I is think it's is the thing. Crazy. Um just ignore it. I'm like completely ignoring it for the time being. Um I haven't done any further testing. I think there's enough people who are looking at it. Like I'm I'm doing other things. I'm looking at other stuff. Like I said, like Ricochet and stuff like that, that like other people aren't looking at because there's a ton of ton of people looking into this now. It doesn't need me as well to be grubbing over it or whatever. So we'll we'll see where it comes out. We'll see if anybody finds any patterns in it. Um, maybe it's a bug, maybe it's not, maybe it's a balancing thing, maybe it's not. There's like a ton of people speculating, but yeah, for the mo for the moment, I'm just ignoring it and just acting like it doesn't exist for practical purposes and just yeah. going with the damage. So yeah, we we will see. We will see. Yeah, we'll see. So, um, I guess in other news, uh, should we talk about DMZ? Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that. I don't know how long we'll be talking about this particular topic, mm-hmm. but I think there's 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 you know it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely to interesting see. for sure. So DMZ is it sounded like I, I got a bit confused actually because it sounded like it was going to be they said it was some kind of sandbox or something. Yeah, and there was a mode within like <laughs> I, the thing is I don't really follow like COD right. news particularly, yeah. but. <laughs> There's like what is it like the Warzone like the the second map for Warzone is kind of being teased or whatever and this is like part of that it's like the full Warzone map um, and it sounded like there was going to be like diff- some different types of game modes or whatever but one of them in particular is Tarkov like and I think that the people are referring to that as like DMZ in, in particular right it, it, it sounds really weird it sounds like it was a sandbox yeah I mean I think they were describing as a sandbox experience in other words you go in you decide what you want to do and that's like your win that's your W you know and then you yeah, leave fine. so it's like fine. yeah um, there was a lot of words like at the very start of it because I, I was watching Jesse I think and so he clicked on it for a bit I was on a raid at the very start of it they, one of the guys was like, and we're really excited to show you the very first Call of Duty raid. And I was like, oh my god, it's actually going to be Tarkov, you know? <laughs> but then, like, they got to the stuff and there was nothing really talking about. Like, I never heard the word raid used again. I didn't watch the whole thing, but... um, So I don't know if that's a raid, like a WoW type of raid, or if that's like a Tarkov yeah. type of raid. Well, I was going to say, because like it's, you know, the Tarkov raid is a very specific thing, whereas like right. a usual raid in a game is like a different a different sort of meaning, I suppose. It's, it's related, though. I guess it's kind of the same thing. Well, because like they were talking about AI as well, which kind of plays more mm-hmm. into like that WoW raid thing, but, you know, the more RG- RGB, sorry, not RGB, RPG stuff, but... um. Just think about gaming chat. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it, it sounds very Tarkov like from what I've heard so far. Where they're saying there's there's a PVE element, and the, the enemies are going to be quite well, not necessarily that they're quite difficult, but you have to, you know, they can they could kill you, which is, sounds a lot like the scabs. And you can go and kind of do whatever you want in there. You can like roam around. It's like it's the 
the Warzone map, but like the new mm-hmm. Warzone map, but but sort of just open and free. Um, I think the critical part is that, well, <laughs> the the critical question is like, a there's no gameplay, but yeah, this thing like we don't we haven't seen anything yet. We've just heard words and yeah. confusing words at that, but it's going to be free to play. Yeah, which is actually kind of interesting. Oh yeah, because it means obviously like every single person is going to be checking it out i think like i actually will try it i'm pretty oh, sure yeah, i'm gonna try it i will try it because like i've not really been that like with marauders like i didn't bother and like the second iteration of like Cycle frontier i didn't really bother i was like oh yeah i kind of feel what that game's I understands you know kind of what that game's about and da 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 whereas i actually don't know i, f- I feel like hmm, maybe this could be good i don't know i'm not i'm not sure or different at least yeah um, it's, it's for sure going to be different the, the only the one thing that i was thinking about it was because it's free even though it's a Tarkov competitor, in theory, we think. We'll see. If it's good, you actually could find it bridging people over into Tarkov. Yeah, rather than Because like, the player base of COD is like so huge. Yeah. And the player base of Tarkov is so small and so niche. Like A game like this probably won't pull anybody away from Tarkov for, for long, or at least they'll play them at the same time. If somebody was bored of COD and like moved into this thing and then thought, oh, this is, kind of, this is super cool gameplay, and then they... I'm already like halfway along the path and they're like, oh, I want more. You know, I want something that's like even more in depth. It's kind of like turning the difficulty level up. You know what I mean? It's like you're on playing yeah. like, you know, no consequences card. And then you move up to, I guess, Warzone, which is sort of like Battle Royale. And that's like medium heat. And you move into this one, which is like a high heat. And you're like, right. this is actually really good. Like it's the, it's the slippery slope. And then you fall into Nikita's loving arms, you know, in the grass. Welcome to the, welcome to the fold. But it, it is exactly the same argument as with Arena, where you could bridge yeah. players over into the main game. Like, obviously, Arena, because it's the same game, it's closely, more closely linked. But I think there's an argument for tapping into that player base that it could potentially boost Tarkov too, because a lot of people are going to be looking at it, and it gets people thinking about the game. And, you know, it gets the name of Tarkov out there again, because people are saying, oh, it's, it's the, the new Call of Duty Tarkov, right? It's like, it's great marketing. Yeah, I'm really glad to see that I mean, I kind of suspect that Cod was going to try to do this, like do a Tarkov-esque, you know, inspired, whatever you want to call it, game mode or something. Um, I think it's really cool to see, like, these AAA, you know, Cod is, like, such a big freaking name, dude. I mean, the freaking show is like I was watching a Dota 2 tournament, like, the reduction quality is, like sponsored by mountain dew and then it's like some streamer never heard of he's like hey guys check out this new mountain dew what's your favorite bro you know just like what the heck dude this is like some high production shit <laughs> but it's it's crazy because it's like tarkov has like really made ways and like i again we don't really know anything what dmz is gonna you know if it's gonna look anything close like the biggest question for me is like are you gonna lose something because here's, like, the fundamental differences between, like, a Battle Royale and, like, a game like Tarkov is, like, you know, sure, you, like, start with nothing, but each, when you lose in a Battle Royale, like, you loot stuff, you know, you, you progress, it's like it's over at that point, right? Whereas, yeah. like, in Tarkov, you lose something, it's, like, permanent loss throughout that entire game, the whole game, you know what I mean? So, if I don't know if COD's going to do that. I I don't know. It's a big question for me. Um, I kind of hope they do, but I don't... It may be a little bit more on the Battle Royale side. I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, I think so. It depends on how safe they want to play it. Yeah, um, that's I'm the not thing. Sure. This is, if they've got like a, a bunch of different modes, like I'm not sure exactly how it's going to pan out. Maybe I slightly misunderstood the way that they read it, but they're trying to do a bit of everything. There's like lots of different things. So they could go quite extreme with it. And if it fails and like whatever is, you know, it fails. They were like making the new map anyway. It's not like they've lost anything on the map because it's just a game mode on, on there. And they're just like giving it a go. That's and they, what's interesting is they've been able to see the cycle marauders. They've seen the battlefield equivalent mm-hmm. fail. I mean, that was, that sort of went down with the ship anyway, because <laughs> the main game, yeah. you know, but um, they've seen sort of the mistakes. So mm-hmm. I, I hope they can come up with something cool. I, I think it'd be interesting to see their take on it and, and see where it goes. And the fact that it is free to play is amazing. Cause it just means that everybody can try it. I'm just so, yeah. so hyped about that. I think that's really, really fun. I do think that's really fun. So yeah, that's there. It depends on what the looting mechanics can be like. Yeah, exactly. As you said, it's all well, there even be be what you're gonna lose. Looting. I think they said, they mentioned there was some kind of looting. They said like get in and like loot and then leave, but mm. how basic that's gonna be. Like yeah. no, nobody knows. Like no one's seen anything about an inventory system, like that's no one's seen curious. anything yeah. about the actual gameplay exactly. I mean it's gonna play like COD. Right. It's gonna play like COD. So But you know. you know what? They have they the couple of things that stood out in terms of gameplay was the bullets now. Um, come out from the barrel of your gun, not from your oh, yeah. your head. So, which I mm-hmm. was like, "Whoa, that's like a, you know, that's a bit of a step away from modern day shooters, if you will." Uh, yeah, exactly. Because like most of the time, you don't need that modeling granularity to make an arcade mm-hmm. shooter. Right? You just you don't need it. But they they have made some of these important steps into kind of the more mill simmy arena. Because they're like, okay, well, we can, and we 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 may as well. It makes it more realistic. Um, or less, I guess it's like, they don't really care about realism, they care about the, the player's experience and getting shot by somebody's, like, two eyes poking over the top of a box with a <laughs> yeah. rival just kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, and it's just annoying. So so that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else about it. I can't remember. Oh, there was a big, there was a big, like, loads of people faffing about the logo, which I thought was really funny. Was yeah. Like, oh my God, it's like the Tarkov logo, but it's like, the Taco logo is like the Daisy logo. I saw, so just, that. I, was like, I saw that too. I was like, oh my God. Like, chill, chill out. Yeah. Chill yeah. out. It's fine. Like, I think that the Taco community should be flattered. That it's so That's how I feel, right? The game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, people are sitting up and noticing, like, properly. And, like, big developers are spending big money to at least give it a go and try it out and see if they can tap into some of the, you know, the secret magic. And I really doubt, like, I just, I just can't see it being that hardcore e you know what i mean like i don't know dude i just i mean my my one concern though about it being free to play is how they're gonna monetize that like are they gonna monetize that part i don't know but i'm always like fearful when like you know a new company comes in it's like hey we got this ultra hardcore survival game by the way here's your new starter pack only 100 dollars, and you can get the golden legendary ak assault rifle you know like freaking yeah. the cycle dude they kind of like uh, I kind of lied. <laughs> they were like, we're not going to do any type of, uh, you know, cosmetics only, no in-game advantages. And then like day one of launch, it's like you can get the starter pack and it comes with like a purple armor or some bullshit. <laughs> I was like, dude, you guys, you guys just straight up lied, dude. It was kind of crappy, but 
Yeah, it's I like, know. is that any different to EOD? Like, I don't know, but I'm... at the same time, if it's like we're, we're holding them on that against their own standard rather than yeah. necessarily against like Tarkov standard, you say, okay, well, maybe that's in EFT, but you know, if you say you're not going to do it, that was uh... that's the thing that was like, okay, you guys kind of kind of lied there, so but I haven't played it since maybe they've changed it, but anywho, the, the only um, the only other part that I thought was kind of cool was I don't know whether this I think this was related, there was a like a showcasing of AI that they were showing mm. for this that. new modern warfare. And it dude, it looks insane. Like, like AI is like, like checking every corner. Oh, it looks like super purposeful. Yeah. Did you see yeah. that? It was like a show. It wasn't really, it wasn't part of this announcement. It was something else, but um, yeah, man, it looked, it looked, it looked really good. I mean, that's the thing. If you're going to have anybody do good AI, it's going to be one of the big publishers just because yeah. like, it's hard to get it right. This stuff, you know, it's, it's difficult and you need big teams and you need a lot of man hours spent on this kind of thing. And, I mean, I don't know how they do it, but I'm sure massive amounts of computational power helps and servers all around the world is already set up for doing all this kind of stuff. Like, it's going to be, it'll be good if they do it, basically, in that, in that way. So if they're, like, hyping up the AI engine because they, and that will then feed into this PvE mode, might be awesome, dude. Might be awesome. Yeah, it even looked like they had a killer S figure. He had, like, a, almost like a killer helmet, and there was, like, there's some stripes, but he had, like, a giant, like, you know, MG that you hold like the fictional ones from like a helicopter that's like a handheld one and you just like in one of the, the which, bit, which bit was that I didn't see that bit oh uh, it was just like one of the one of the like clips. promo yeah clips of like because <laughs> when they were like talking about DMZ or maybe it was like Warzone or in general they were playing like this looping clip but yeah I was like dude <laughs> that's so funny it's like scuff <laughs> wish.com killer <laughs> You buy killer from Wish. Well, killer, I like. I didn't realize until well, it's actually a while ago when I knew. But like, killer's modeled off Rainbow Six. I think it was like oh, inspiration from Tachanka. I'm oh. pretty sure Tachanka from yeah from Rainbow Six Siege. And I think there was because um, I had to look. This is like I think I probably have known this for a while now. It's like maybe a year ago when I first stumbled into this, and uh, somebody did a cosplay of Tachanka as like. You know, like a Russian lowlife or whatever, and that's where the all the stripes came from, like all the Adidas stripes. And apparently, okay. that was the inspiration, supposedly. I do remember reading about that. So, because he's like, he is killer, right? Basically, and he was like the first, kind of the first one that then I think BSG took it, took inspiration from the cosplay I that see. was done of him. So, so I understand anyway, which is pretty cool. But that's the thing; like everyone borrows from everybody else. People yeah, take the best it's... ideas and arts from other people. Yeah. It's um, it's cool. good, but yeah, it's cool. Where when's it actually going to be released? We actually know. There's like an open beta for it. Oh, uh, I mean, I feel like it's October or something. Maybe late September. I mean, yeah. Is the I wonder if is DMZ going to be open as part of this? I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure either. I'll definitely uh check out what content creators have to say about it, and if they uh get to play the beta for the Tarkov side. Or the DMZ yeah. side, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm That's also really uh, digging the Gunsmith. I haven't played a like I played a little bit of Warzone, but it's just like you know, I played Call of Duty's man. Like I know what I'm getting into. It's just not really for me anymore. And battle royales are also just kind of like yeah. But this new like modding system, it's like kind of like. It feels like it's like you know a, a quite a few steps removed from Tarkov, but it's like 
pretty interesting because you could take like a an M4 and like change out the calibers and like the the magwell and stuff and put like different ammunition types like a nine mil or like there was one where you could put like a a P90 mag like apparently it's a real thing there's like a P90 mag slapped on top that feeds into the receiver i don't know how something like an m4 yeah yeah oh my god yeah it's some crazy we need the gun in tarkov because it looks really cool m457 (laughs) yeah it's crazy but um that looks interesting that they're uh seems like they got some depth there but that's nice that's nice i might actually have access to the the um the beta oh cool by the way i think i think i'm going to we'll we'll see we'll see but I i think i will so I'll have to give it a go and see what's what's going on. I'm not actually sure when it's coming out. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, out of me, but whatever. We'll see. It, we'll see. I'm excited. I think it'd be cool. It's good to try this stuff anyway. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, we'll see what comes of that. And um, otherwise, I mean, we're kind of just waiting on. Uh, God, it really does feel like that meme, dude. You just got like that stick poking, like BSG do something. <laughs> just kind of in limbo yeah. mode. I mean, they're they're updating us ish by posting pictures, um, like, hey, we're you know we're working. Here's some I'm working on the Glock, yeah. guys. <laughs> here's here's some blurred out monitors with like you know, some UI yeah. going on, but uh, yeah, there's not see. there's not too much else. That we've got coming, yeah. I mean, from my side, I've been, I guess we can talk about it a bit, just because it's like, I guess it is interesting, and there's like more general like discussion around it. Like, I tried, I tried to distill it down. It's like one of the more annoying videos I've had to do was like the Ricochet video, hmm. and it's one that I've been working on for the past kind of week or so, and I've been thinking about it for ages because Ricochet, and I've said this before, but Ricochet is one of those topics where even if you speak to people who know the deal like the guys in Tarkov Ballistics on their Discord and stuff or you ask people about various things everyone's kind of like oh you know freaky freaky Tarkov voodoo kind of weirdness but it's important because I I get asked a lot like are helmets worth like it's one of the biggest questions are helmets worth it you know and without knowing how it works properly it's really hard to know whether they are or not and like all you have to go off is your own anecdotal experience. It's not like you're wearing... Like, you get an idea for how good the various armors are, wearing them and getting shot at by people. Yeah. Because you wear the armors, you get shot at by people every raid. You're almost always wearing an armor. Whereas with the helmets, it's kind of like, well, I might not always be wearing one. When I am wearing one, most of the time I just die. I don't get a ricochet. So I don't really have a good idea of how many times I was wearing a helmet and then I got a ricochet with the various different helmets. Like the data's too, it, do, it doesn't feed into kind of human intuition particularly well because there's the samples are too spread out and the, the starting conditions are too different on each one to draw like a sensible pattern intuitively, if that makes sense, which is why it's something that's always interested me. And in particular, so the, the thing that I focused on, because I really had to like drill it down because it was really, it's like, it's a super complicated topic. And I went back and had a look at No Food After Midnight's like original blurb on this stuff. And I've read around all sorts of places, like lots of background reading on this to try and see if I could make some sense of it. But it does seem like the implications of what he said a long time ago, right? Which is the original Tarkov Bible. Some of this stuff <laughs> maybe even changed, who knows? Yeah. But the implication is that 
you have the head hitbox and it's a sphere and you've got armor of various kinds helmets or face shields or whatever like pretty much every single piece of head armor has a ricochet value on it whether it's like none low medium or high and those pieces cover the head hitbox as if they're slapped directly onto the sphere because there is as we as we know like there's no hitbox increase with any armor mm-hmm. um like with face shields if a face shield comes down right. like this and you shoot through the face shield away from the head you don't get any shots registered it's only when you actually hit the jaw because right. the face shield from a damage modeling perspective is like stuck to the face spherical hitbox yeah. regardless um that's actually really obvious with the trooper mask because it sticks out so far you have to like shoot like if you're shooting it side on you have to shoot like halfway through the mask before you actually collide with the hitbox crazy mm. stuff like that anyway so in in his original blurb he basically says that when you're looking at somebody's hitbox like this there's a minimum angle it, it pretty much says there's a minimum angle where you have to meet that minimum angle otherwise you won't get a ricochet at all so if you hit somebody like dead on you won't get one at some angle yeah, you know, if you think of the sphere as it curves around, right? At some angle, it then becomes possible, right? And once it's possible, it then increases up to some chance when you mm. get right to the edge, when you get like a glancing hit. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a hundred. Like I found a few things elsewhere that kind of imply that it's like zero, 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 and then it starts at some value, maybe like thirty percent, and then goes like thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy to the edge, and then that's it. Like it stops. Something along those lines. So it calculates the angle and then randomly decides whether you have the ricochet or not within that particular angle. The issue with this is that, like, that's really hard to test. Yeah. Like, if, you hit them, if you hit them head on, it doesn't happen. <laughs> but you, but then the, the chance depends on, like, the angle too. So I was like, oh, man, how are we, how are we going to do this? So, like, the only way that was sensible to start with is to look at, like, the very, like, fringe case. Like, hit them right at the edge of the hitbox. Because at least you can be consistent with that. Because... You can take a couple of shots and like walk it in and go bang, 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 and then connect finally and take a reading from there. Um, I didn't bother with anything else. Like it, it already took us like I didn't think it would take that long. It took us ages, dude. It took us actually a long time. Mm. And that was using APSX too, which doesn't kill you. Uh, we went through some stupid iterations of testing, as you always <laughs> do with this. Like I shot Sad in the head, and he was like, "Oh, you gave me a heavy. Oh, it's backed now." And then we had to restart. So then we had to take Augustine every time, make sure that we're like not got any bleeds, so that we don't black the head out by accident because as soon as you get because you, you know it takes you down to like one if you're just too close enough yeah it will, like if you're still close enough it takes you down to literally to zero because you end up on like 0.4 or something yeah. in the background because there's decimals in the background of the of the health um and you get the bleed and it's just like you're now blacked yeah um you don't die because that's still not in the game yet even though nikita said that was a bug ages ago but they haven't fixed fixed that i think it's okay personally i don't think anybody will be upset if it's still like that in the game um but yeah so then we had to take augustine making sure we have that before we do any of the tests um and even then it still took it still took us ages to like figure it out but we did it with condors and also with the trooper mask mm. like this is this stuff's going to be in the vid but i think it's like it's, it's going to be interesting to just like talk about like the general debate about it and what's funny is that like right at the edge of the hitbox it seems like it's actually a pretty high chance, actually. Like, if you clip them just to the edge, we got, it was like a 67% chance, like two-thirds chance that APSX bounces. Now, whether that's an APSX thing, it's hard to know. Um, I don't know. I know that the rounds themselves, they do actually have a ricochet yeah. chance stat. 
I've read in places that it's not used anywhere. How those people know, I have no idea, right? So whether whether to believe that this is the thing, right? Every time you read something, this is this is what makes it so hard. You read something over like the past like five years of Tarkov discourse, right, yeah. in general. You'd look at the date, you have to take that into account. You then look at who's posting it and how they talk about the topic in general. Like, do they sound like they know about some of the other concepts or are they just talking about their ass? And so then you have to like <laughs> take what they're saying, like in the context of all this other stuff, and say, okay, well, this might be old. They might just be lying. Like people just state fact, like right. state falsehood as fact, like <laughs> constantly in this community, because they just say, "Oh well, this is how it functions." Because like someone said one time, maybe offhand, or maybe they didn't even understand, or maybe maybe even the original person was right, but they didn't understand, and now they're just you know it's the air filter, right? It's the air filter all over again. You're going through all these things. Like I've read so so many different things from different places. People saying like, "Oh, that's that value is not used now." There was another set of testing that was done by I don't I don't really know who he is. He's like his account's like pretty new. And he was called like cringing throwaway or something. And they did like a ton of ricochet testing. Hmm. And it was on Reddit. And I was interested because I mean I actually don't really go on Reddit that often. Um actually I'll post it in the chat just in case anyone's interested. But um if somebody wants to find it, it's called the the post is called Helmets Are Not Useless. But what was interesting about it for me is that it was done one month ago. It was done in this wipe. I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Like, I'd not seen, I'd, I'd not seen it because I'm not on Reddit all the time. But it only got like 80 likes. So I think it probably, or 80 upvotes, it was probably only there for a day or something. So it was easy to miss. But they've done like some meticulous testing. They did like the TAC Keck Fast MT, the SSH 68, DevTAC Ronin, and the Masker. They did 10 shots on PS, BP, PST, AP 6.3, FMJ, AP 45. BPBS for 505 and M80 and M61 from three angles. Yeah. Dude, like it's insane. These people are nuts. Apparently, it took them three days, <laughs> like three whole days to, to get all the information. Like it's freaking, it's freaking insane. So I was like, well, man, this is actually really interesting because um, it's completely different to what I was looking at. But the interesting part about this, and I know, this is a very long winded story in general, I am sort of monologuing a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's because there's like a lot to it. The interesting thing about this is I, tried to correlate the ammo ricochet chances with their findings because I was intrigued to see if there was a correlation. It doesn't seem to have any bearing on it whatsoever. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Which kind of backs up like what the random spurious people were saying years (laughs) ago. So at least there's that, um, but it doesn't seem to really, I mean, this is, this is much more kind of like, you know, practical testing. Like they've tried to control for the angle. One of the angles is like in the middle of the helmet or something. So like, who really knows? But the data seems to be like relatively consistent. They did ten things. I'm sure they control. Like they didn't spend three days doing it for nothing, right? So, um, I was kind of intrigued by that. Um, they did actually have some strange results where, like, dead on shots were ricocheting with certain rounds. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Like on the attack kick and the SSH. I I did actually wonder this myself because I was thinking, okay, well, if the ang- if the minimum angle is like relatively low. And I'm stood in front of somebody, right? And I have my gun like this. I'm mm-hmm. already like pointed up slightly towards your head. And then because of the way that the hitboxes function, if you're hitting a helmet, you don't have the eyes hitbox. You only have the top hitbox. Right. So if I'm shooting somebody in the helmet from the front when my gun is like slightly lower than the top of their head, I'm already shooting up at an angle and I'm hitting the top hitbox, which is at the top curve of the, like it's not flat on, right? So you may actually already be within the minimum angle because a dead-on 90-degree shot would have to come from above. 
into the top hitbox. Do you know what I mean? You'd have to be stood like, yeah, say on like you know up, up on one factory. set of stairs. Yeah, up like up like onto the first like little mini landing. Mm-hmm. Like you go up one set of stairs, you're on a mini landing, and you shoot somebody down the stairwell. Yeah, who's like on the ground. Like that to me is the only way you'd get it like flat onto this. Because again, we have to remember the head is a sphere, so you have to you have to be in line with the center of the sphere and the outer of the sphere, and then that's in line with your gun. So you have to be quite high, I think, to hit top. That's why it's probably slightly easier with the condors, because you can do it flat, because it's the eyes hitbox. It's not too bad. I suppose the one the one way you could avoid that, and I don't know whether they did this or not, it doesn't say anywhere in particular that they did. They just said they stood in front of the target, so I guess that they did it like this. If you did want to do it properly, you'd lean the head down, and you'd hit, and you'd shoot it right in the middle from the top. But I don't think that's what they did. Either which way, that's fine, because this is like more of a actually in practice thing. Like, well, if it's not actually possible to hit them 90 degrees on most of the time on the top hitbox, then practically speaking, you're always within the minimum threshold. So you may always get a bounce with BP on attack kick, for example, which is interesting in practice. Not necessarily for theory, but it's interesting in practice. So... So there's that, right? So that doesn't seem to have any bearing on the ricochet chance within the bullet stats. So I was like, okay, fine. The one, really, like the most, I think the most interesting thing about the whole test was we did the glasses. It was about two thirds. We did the trooper mask. It was about 70% for a ricochet, like right on the edge. When we combine them together, the glasses and the mask. Yeah. It doesn't seem to combine the ricochet chances. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Now, I've read both things across the internet. Yes, it does. It only uses one. No, it doesn't. It only uses the other. Like, I, I, I do think that from what I've just like picked up over the years of being in the community, the general consensus rumor is that, oh, it rolls for the ricochet once, and then it rolls for the ricochet again. Yeah. You get, like, the double the double thing. Like, have you right. heard that? Is that, like, yes. broadly within your collective yes. consciousness? I feel like I don't, like, I don't know where I've seen that, but I just, I feel like I've seen it so many times, I mean, like, it... I'm aware of the rumour. Like, I don't think it's necessarily true, yeah. but I'm aware that that's, like, the community consensus. I feel like, you know, you think realistic game, okay, you know, there's a face shield, it goes through that, and then I got my glasses, and it has to go through that, so it kind of makes sense in that aspect um yeah and it's a thought i've held before too but yeah Mm. what's really interesting about it and i'm I'm still trying to think about like what this means so you can get like a variety of different results when you're wearing both you can get a you can get a pen right through both which is fine and you take the damage and your head goes to one Okay. The both the face shield and the glasses both take damage as if they were penetrated. Fine. You can then take a, a scenario where the glasses are penned and take damage, but the trooper mask bounces and then you don't take or you take like a small amount of blunt. Right? That's one situation that can occur which is a bit strange. And then there's another, there's another situation where the 
which 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 one did I say? So yes, you've got like both of them penetrate. You've got a situation where the glasses get penetrated, and then the and then the mask can bounce around afterwards. Bounce or absorb? Like we're using bounce, AP because we're using APSX. Yeah, okay. And you have to use. So there's no chance. Yeah. yeah. And then and then the final possibility is the glasses bounce around, right? And the mask is completely undamaged. Those are the three possibilities. It's it's crazy. Like it seems like condors roll first, no matter what. Hmm. If the condor bounces, the mask takes no damage at all, like none. If the condors get penned, then the mask rolls. The mask gets damaged either way. The mask gets damaged if it's if it pens, and the mask gets damaged if it bounces. Or you can have both pen. I guess so it kind of makes sense. It's kind of the wrong way around, based on the order of the armor, like realistically. Yeah, but, like, realistically. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Well, yeah. What's even more interesting is if you have the condors on on your on their own, and they bounce around, you'd get you dealt get dealt seven damage. If you have the trooper mask on, and you bounce around, you get dealt two damage. If you have both on, and the condors bounce around, you get dealt one damage, despite the trooper mask not taking any durability damage at all. So, something about Absolutely the combination... zero? Well, as in, like, you take... Yeah, no, it takes none. It's, like, literally 45 out of 45. It takes none mm. whatsoever. It's, like, untouched. So there's something about the blunt damage where it's combining the two, even though the trooper mask wasn't actually, like... Unless it, it takes, like, 0. 0.01... I don't even think it can. And it rounds like, up the 45 <laughs> instead of 44. Because we, we had a couple of them, like, in a row, and it's just, like... Because you get fra- you get point whatever's on armor, so I mean it would have to be tiny. I mean even yeah. even if it is, it's like in- infinitesimally small. But it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny and like just, it's just interesting. It's just interesting that there's like these different scenarios. Okay, so that so there's that right. So there's that. Okay. Then what the plot thickens even further. As I said, I do- it doesn't seem to make any difference though. So even though you've got all these different scenarios. The overall chance of bouncing around from both and you and you getting a deflection, like or from, from either, I should say, the chance of you bouncing around in any situation, like not getting a penetration from our testing was 68%. So for the glasses on their own, it was 65. For the trooper mask, it was 70. For both, it's 68. So it seems to make like, and okay, so let, let, let me put this in context. If you had an actual 65% chance of bouncing from the first one, and then a 70% bounce, a bounce chance on the second one, the chance of bouncing the round together, probabilistically, should be 90%. EVS. That's how it should work, right? That's not, that doesn't seem to be how it does work. It seems to do some kind of weird average. Unless we got really unlucky, but like we tested like 30 times. Oh, okay. That's a lot. Like we did a lot. Of, we did actually quite a lot of tests. So we could have got unlucky. And even when you, and because you have these like very discrete scenarios, you can actually look at the chance for the condors and the chance for the trooper mask when they're in combination. Because you can look at the armor damages and you can see which one pe- got penned and which one didn't, and which one ricocheted and which one didn't. And the chance, the times when, so the condors got hit every single time and they had like 
a 45% chance of bouncing when they were in the combo. And then of the situations in which the trooper mass got a chance to actually roll its ricochet, which is basically when the condors let the round through, that was like 49%. And the combination gets you to 68 it's like really weird. I was like, hmm, maybe this is designed so you can't just like stack ricochet over That's the top. So like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I imagine spaghetti codes involved is my suspicion. <laughs> but... Maybe I don't really know. I mean, I did, I did say like it could just be not enough data, but I just feel like this unlikely. I just feel like it's unlikely. I, mean, I would think that you know if you're going to do this check you would check first the eyes because when they add ricochet chance on glasses, it was the condors, right? That was a fairly new one, if I'm not mistaken. Relatively recently, because there was a new one, there's the Batwolf one. The condors yeah. have been around for a little bit. And there wasn't anything prior to that because... No. Although I guess you had you actually have face shields, like real face shields. Right, but they... Unless... But, like, I would think you would categorize them under helmets, under face shields, right? Whereas the glasses, you would probably keep them in eyewears. But these two glasses have unique property of being on a ricochet. Maybe that's not how they categorize it. And there, it could just be by hitbox, you know, pull from yeah. eye hitbox. Okay, all of these flags have checks for eye hitbox. I mean, I don't know. There's a bunch of different ways they could do it, but it's... Yeah, I don't... I don't know, dude. This game is, like, held held together by, like, duct tape and keck tape and white tape and... Tape, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, there's one other place where you can have overlapping hitboxes, which is... I mean, there's, there's a few. There's a few ways you can do it. But the, one of the other ways is face shield and the chops on the airframe. Yeah, you, that's you another can one. Get double, you can get double jaws. Which I've uh, done before, but, you know, I don't know if it actually does anything, right? Yeah, exactly. And, like, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. It's, it's, oh, you it's know so what? Hard to know. I think my buddy has had, like, a weird freak thing where it's, like, his face shield... Because he used to run all the time back in the day. But... Um, like his face shield didn't get pinned, but his jaws, like the airframe jaws, got like uh took damage, like it ricocheted or something. Yeah, There's some like freak thing that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's been interesting looking at it, but like, uh, this is more like the technicalities of like some of the really niche things. But I mean, the the bigger takeaways is just like, yeah, it does work sometimes, you know. Um, mm. You do actually get this, especially if it's towards the edge of the hitbox. It effectively makes your hitbox smaller from like a probabilistic basis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you hit in this range, you've got a 70% chance of it just bouncing off if it's yeah. APSL. You know, that kind of thing. I'm, I mean, for me, it's just like, why not run it? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, if it nine times out of 10 does nothing, okay, but the one out of 10, you know, it saves your life potentially. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, Yeah, whether, yeah, whether it's know. economic or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, that's... like probably not economic. Probably but not. But at some point, you start to value just like your survival rate over your yeah actual like whether the choice is economic or not. It's just like it's... I just want to die less. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like Screw the money. economic is like, I don't know. And like my buddy, who just started playing, he was telling you about that, like level 15. He literally plays with like 70,000 rubles <laughs> in this stash. And I try to tell yeah. him, like, dude, do a scav run. Like, go in a factory, just go in and out. You just get free, you know, like, and like, that's kind of how I played early. Way. It was like, you, you don't really have any money, but you just use all the, stuff you can now it's like yeah. much more about like all my money now is de- dedicated to the cases like i got three i'm working on a fourth one passively but it's just kind of like how much they know. cost these days like 10 depends what you do i, I do oh. the moonshine barter which like what's that cost roughly uh, about 12 mil if i had to guess okay. Maybe maybe nine mil. It it depends, right? Do you craft all your do you craft everything? Because <laughs> you could technically oh. craft everything, which I'm I was trying to do, but then my stash got out of hand. I was like, I really need another thick case, so I just bought it. Bought the rest. That's of the actually parts. one of the biggest problems with the whole thick with the moonshine one. I remember when I first did it last wipe, I did one of those, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, this will be fine. And then I just completely screwed it up and like totally misunder like underestimated the amount of space you needed. I ended up with like three holodilnicks because I couldn't hold yeah, everything. I was like, oh I have no. Four. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, oh, but it's I don't know. It's just like the other part too is like you can insurance fraud your helmet, take theirs out. I don't know. It's it's. It's it's like say? it's like why you know why don't people run um how do I say this it's like the class five armor thing right like it mm-hmm. it's probably gonna save it has like a fifty percent roll to save you against BP which you know twenty five twenty five percent of players are gonna be using in your raids probably maybe twenty. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's just something to roll the dice with, I guess. If you can afford to do it, it's not like a big, big difference maker. Like even running yeah. Altons and stuff, like doesn't really feel like you're getting. Like I'm giving up my ability to hear you for like a fifty-fifty against a BP headshot. Like it's not really anything crazy, you know, but. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely an interesting one. I, the, the, we actually had a, a funny chat about that with um, someone came in and reminded me that we, there was going to be like heavy and light armor mm-hmm. skills at some mm-hmm. point. They're saying, I can't wait to get heavy armor skills. I'm just going to be rolling heavy armor the whole yeah. time. And I was almost thinking, man, I'm, I might be quite excited to do, it depends on what it is, but it might be quite excited to do a lightweight one because I'm, yeah. that's much more the way I play. Dodging and diving, ducking yeah. and weaving, hiding behind stuff, doing a big flank, that kind of thing. So if I could get extra endurance, stamina, sprint speed, whatever it is, having light armor, I think I'd probably do that. It's just kind of the way I play. It'd be, it'd be kind of cool, I think, to have that. Yeah, no, that'd be really cool as well. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Apparently about 15 mil right now, is the thick cases, but it's it's the peak hours. Like Now is not the time to be doing it if you want to be buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Funny how the prices fluctuate through the day. It really is. When I come on in the morning and I like go through my wish list thing on the flea market, I'm just like one of them, one of them, one of these, one of those, one of those. Yeah, like one is like 
19,800 and just like buying all these things. A couple of flash drives for later. <laughs> it's crazy. This game, dude. I bought, exactly. like, I bought like a crap ton of Salewas because they were like under 20k. Because usually, like, a lot of times I find they're like 25k. So I, now I have like 50 plus Salewas in my stash just sitting there waiting to be used up. I think I get that question pretty much every stream. I get people being like, why car kit? Yeah. Why car kit? Like every single time. Just like, why car kit? I'm just like, why not? Why not car kit? You know? Like, why not S? Why not Hemostat? Why mm. not Hemostat? Because every, like, you, you know how I run, right? Like, you come into my stream enough times. Like, I run double cap tourniquet, car kit. And that's how I, that's how I run my gear, like, every time. And the thing is, Tarzan rig? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Tarzan rig? Like, because like, at the moment, I've actually hardly been using the Tarzan rig because I've been using oh, really? this Tasmanian Tigress. Oh, yeah, that's so often. true. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Goodbye, Tarzan. But, like, yeah, usually it's just like Tarzan plus like Gazelle or something. Right. And uh, yeah, like but the thing, I, I, I never run out of meds, dude. Like, mm. I never run out of meds. I'm always, I'm always dead by the time that I need them. You know what I mean? Like, if I needed more, I'm just, I've already died. Like, I just, I'm never yeah. alive long enough. <laughs> and then if I do win, they're going to have some. They got this whole Salewa probably just sat in probably, their rig. Probably, yeah. Yeah. You know, and like I do keep an, an IFAC in my secure container, but even without that, you know, if I've got... Well, that's a good. Proton, you, you have a backup. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah you got, got the like med case. Med. Got the med case, got proton in there, got an ETG, got an adrenaline yeah. in there or something. It was actually, I had like one crazy fight around dorms and I got completely screwed up and I was just like, ETG, propotol, adrenaline and all the bars were just... All the health so people are like, oh my god, my man's gonna have a heart attack. I was like, it'll be fine. They haven't implemented that yet. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just like round the corner in the bushes, just like injecting like a madman, trying to get my health back. Oh my god, that's freaking crazy. Man. My buddy's crazy. Going for Kappa, right? I'm like, dude, why are you going for Kappa? Like, it doesn't like you already have like a bajillion, million, bajillion rubles. He's like, well, I could put another stim, uh, stim case in there. <laughs> It's like carry more stuff. It's like, okay, well, I guess you got a point. Well, so at the beginning of the raid, you can just be like, right, well, I, you know, I need to have an SJ6 and uh, and a mule so I can carry all the stuff like right from the start. So I got a propital to counteract that, and then you know I'm gonna <laughs> just like stack all stack all the stuff. Actually, what was the the Rengar did a video about um, stims? I'm, I was thinking about it because he did. It was like SJ6 and the other one that gives you stamina regen or something yeah, i can't remember which it's one like it's called the l1 maybe or is it three bgg uh, i can't remember one of sure. those there's like so many of them and um that's like it's kind of nuts because it gives you even more stamina i don't i don't think i can't remember i i think does the stamina regen not overlap there's like there's something that doesn't overlap with them and something that does but anyway basically you pretty much have like infinite stamina it's crazy one thing that kind of annoys me is I'm like 47 strength right now. And if I take oh, a... Good. Yeah, I'll probably hit max strength this way based off my habits right now. But if I'm I hit them... Um... Oh, I'm open my game. That's a lot. I'm intrigued. But if I... um, If I pop a Melodonin, it gives me like 10 strength. Mm-hmm. So technically, I should be at you know fifty-seven strength, right? Yeah, I sh- I would be at elites, but I don't get any of the elite perks, which kind of like I don't know. I just feel like it kind of defeats the purpose. Like maybe that'd be too OP. Like I don't know. I just 
get to 40 and then you can or 41 and then you can always get the elite perk yeah because you don't get the elite perks at the moment if you boost your skills artificially but you do go above 50 up to 60 but i don't as a max yeah but like do you actually get anything past that like 51 like do i you mean actually... you just get you just get the incremental increase i think does it actually you scale past 51 i think so i'm pretty sure it does oh okay huh i'll have to look into that i think so but you don't get the elite perk as you said yeah yeah because the thing is like i'm, I'm always that, amazed that's why like, i so... did that's why i did it. i usually don't run melodon and i was like oh i can get max strength and be have a lightweight kit now you know be underweight and i was wrong <laughs> what strength are you dude i'm like i'm always astounded at people's ability to like get endurance and strength i really am well i'm dude you know me i mean i'm I'm not a giga cheeser, but I'm a cheeser. Um, so like at the end of the raid at extract, I literally drop all my gear or at least enough till I'm underweight, and then sprint to full stamina bar to level up endurance Back again. Up. Or yeah. Um, but I am 25 strength. Well, let me turn off this Tarkov. This is gonna be in a recording. Sorry, guys. Um, I am mm. 25 <laughs> endurance. And 47 strength. And I've been... Wow. I have been actively going into raid underweight this swipe. Because I know as soon as I loot one item, I'm going to be overweight. So it's yeah. like... And how many raids have you done? Uh, Let's see. How embarrassed am I going to be? 469. Nice. See, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm honestly, I'm honestly fascinated. So I've been going underweight as well. Right? Mm-hmm. I am... Um... Level 21 endurance. Okay. And I'm level 28 strength. And I have 407 raids. But what see, the hell? You're not a <laughs> but you're not a looter, Giga. You're not but a But I looter. do end up overweight. Mm. Most of the time. Not always actually. Most of the time though. Yeah, that's a Maybe good that's point. it though. Maybe that makes a difference. Like, chat has seen me, like, moving, like, three rounds of M80 out of my secure container so that I'm underweight, <laughs> which I always find quite funny. I'm, like, trying to, I'm, like, so close to the threshold, and I'm, like, oh, okay. I, you know, there was actually a good joke the other day, because um, I was, like, oh, I might have to swap my car kit out for a Salewa. You know, chat's just, like, oh, my God, like, the underweight thing is, like, making you sad that you're upgrading to the actual, like, med that you should probably be using. <laughs> Because it's lighter, so like, yeah. when I get down into the that ridiculous situation, I'm just kind of like swapping out the green bag for the black bag. I'm swapping the car kit out for the the Solewa instead. I'm swapping with the two cat tourniquets out for like the S March and uh, not the S March, the um, Behemoth Stat. Like trying to like min max every last possible little bit. Like the Red Rebel comes off because I'm not playing reserve. Like getting the rangefinder oh, yeah, out. Cause I'm not sure. playing. Yeah, yeah. Like all of that oh, kind that of stuff. stuff but, yeah. Out. Dude, I don't know. I don't well, know. I was like, gonna I've say, been overweight a lot this wipe. Like it's only recently that I've been able to be underweight more than more than not. But even still, it's just like, yeah, I'm like twenty eight strength. My my strength has always been and those two skills have always been notoriously underleveled. But I was just fascinated because it's so different and we've got similar number of raids. Which uh, do you I mean the the other thing, do you play a lot of factory? Have you played No, a... not at the moment. Hmm. What's your average lifespan time? I don't even know if this is right. Mine's 32 minutes. Okay, see, mine's 27, 28, so that can't be right either. I don't know. I don't know, man. I wonder, actually, does it tell you your total kilometers traveled? 
That would be interesting. Yeah, it does. Under looting. How far have you walked? Under looting. Yeah. It's in the left hand panel. It's uh, under so not in the first one. A thousand hundred and nine. That must be it then. I've only traveled seven hundred and five kilometers. Okay. Yeah, that's probably it. Church does the miles. You gotta you gotta do the shoreline runs, man. You go from one side of the map to the other. Or from one side of the map to the middle back to the other. <laughs> <laughs> or back to the previous restart. But now that we're past the shoreline, gone. yeah, past the shoreline. You always have to fall ass. Yeah. Funny. No, I was just intrigued. I was just intrigued because yeah, yeah it is like, intriguing. It's, it's quite different. It's like quite a different thing. Yeah. Um, I don't play a lot of shoreline though. I don't play much shoreline. No. You know, some people. Uh, I was because I was thinking about woods, and some people were saying on our last video. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we talked about like. BS Nagolnik a little bit. See, people were saying, oh, BS is so easy to find. Just go woods. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I might have said this is someone is a joke. <laughs> but that means I have to go to woods and actually do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the difference is like, freaking, if I want 556A1, I just buy it from the trader. I don't have to actually like do anything. Whereas if I want BS, I have to either do the barter that's like crazy expensive or go and find it, which means I actually have to like go specifically somewhere. That's like a big difference in terms of gameplay, I guess. It's just like not a standard Tarkov's in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like you're making the choice between going to find the actual item itself, right? Which is almost always the, the incorrect choice. <laughs> as opposed to going to find the items that are worth the most, selling them and buying the rounds from the trader. Like it's almost always the wrong choice to go yeah. and find the item you need. Which is sad. That's the that's sad. the fundamental problem, I think. Like that's really the issue. But yeah. it's because you're not given any ability to actually do that really in a systematic way. Like, yeah, maybe with ammo you can find BS around like because I found some BS on woods around like attachment shack and stuff like that. It's like relatively common spawn mm -hmm. around there. But outside of those sort of specific, yeah, that's... Ones, like a couple of ones like that, and some high loot spawns and that kind of thing. But for the most part, you're just rolling the RNG, right? Um, and it goes back to like the APSX we we're talking about earlier. Is like when you loot ammo boxes, you're looting the entire pool of ammo. So without having that, yeah, you know, sort of like smart system, if you will. I mean, you could have like a an SMG ammo box or something, something to sort of like make these pockets a little smaller. But I mean, that's, I don't know what the right answer to that is, but yeah. there's something you could do no, there. I'm sure of it. Indeed. I'm not sure. Changing tack completely. Just mm -hmm. probably our like final broader topic. How have you found like the desync, this wipe? Um, Worse than normal? Better than same. normal? About the same? Yeah. Yeah. There's only been one instant recently where I was like, I don't know if that was desync or if that guy was just slow. <laughs> because, like, we were fighting outside of two stack, two story dorms on customs, and we were on the backside, you know, where the tent is at, per se. Okay. And they were, like, inside the building, and I was closer to, like, the metal stairs. And, um, trying to think, I don't know, like, we were trying to fight them, and it just wasn't working out great. One guy, like, jumped onto, like, the bathroom window, leaned out, shot at me, I shot at him, and then I naded, 
and I went and pushed, flashlight on, and I pushed, I like cut the corner real close, and then I saw him, and he was just like lean peeking, and like even my reaction was like kind of late because I was like, oh, he's actually there, and then I just like shot him, and he died, and I was like, oh, he didn't shoot this gun, you know, it's just kind of like it was a weird thing. I was oh, like, yeah. it like stood out because I was like, was that desync? Was that like? You know, the flashlight completely blinded him and he didn't know where, like, what happened. I don't know. But otherwise, I I would actually, I mean, this is kind of a different topic, so I won't steer it. But I've seen a lot more cheaters this wipe than, I don't know if that's because I'm, like, playing more. I'm not sure how much that's affecting into it. I mean, I Are feel you like playing I'm... in, like, a particular way that bumps into them as well? No. It's not really. Just, hmm. They're... Uh, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just a lot, like almost once a day run to like, like, how, like how do you know, like what, what's, what's kind of the, like, what makes you think that it's a cheater in the first place? So we spawn customs, right? We spawn up at power station. Um, that's not a good description. The, the, um, power lines that has like, Oh yeah. Is there. So my buddy runs up, he's doing a shooter born. So he runs up to like the rocks to look. And I hear mm-hmm. SD, SVD crack off, like, <laughs> unsuppress. And he, and he dies instantly. He's like, well, I'm like, oh, okay, it's a cheater. And so I'm running all the way to dorms. And as I'm running all the way there, all I hear is SVD cracks going off. So I'm thinking, this guy is, like, aimbotting, like, just killing everything on the map, right? That's, like, all I'm thinking. And then I hear, I see on his screen, the death is, like, EOD account. It's, like, rockmom underscore TTV. I know that's not Rock Mom because her name is like Lady Killer, right. but um, I hear something VoIP in dorms, and then I like make it past three story to like the the tent on the other side, and then I hear the SVD cracking off inside dorms. Like I don't know if this guy's like fly hacking or like flying over. Like I don't know, dude. But so that's that was like he shoots me through the tree, and because I had the I had the wrist T and the big uh, read it. I was doing another mm-hmm. meme kit with like a Sega with flechettes, but anyways. So that was you. uh yeah, he killed me. I mean I'm I'm pretty sure he literally wiped the entire lobby in like uh, less than a minute. Um that oh. was like probably the most egregious thing I've seen. Mm-hmm. The other one was very odd. I've I've completely derailed your topic. I'm really no, sorry. No, that's Gabe. fine, that's fine. It's okay. We were on shoreline and he you know, we were like an admin we're hearing this guy because you can hear like the if you're in the admin you can hear people on like second floor of east and west audio is so fucked but anyways so we hear someone so one of the guys one of my teammates that's in like west looks down sky bridge towards east and he gets he has a face shield on but his face shield gets like destroyed it's like oh it's a cheater it's a cheater and so me and my other buddy we get this like dumb idea like he can't kill both of us at the same time i was like I was really encouraging it, you know, like, let's go push them, like, let's just do it. And, the dude, this is, like, some crazy stuff, right? So we go up, he's voiping, you know. I swear all the cheaters voip. I don't know why, but he's just, like, he's, like, talking, you know, like, hey, guys, how you doing? Come up here. You know, he's saying some weird stuff like that. So we go up there, and we're about to peek him around the corner on, like, second floor, and then we both just fall dead. And I I don't hear a gunshot. The only thing I hear is our guns hitting the ground. And when we look at the death screen, it says VOG-17 thorax. But there was no explosion. There was no gunshot. 
I don't know if he like spawned a VOG inside of our thorax. I don't know if it was like desync. I <laughs> dude, it was some weird stuff, man. Um Yeah, but those have been like the two standout ones. It just feels like every day now there's one cheater, which is like not um not it's slightly more than previous in my experience anyways like blatant cheating Mm. but maybe i just play in too much of a scrub way like i just never see anybody or maybe it's my servers or something i'm not sure i'm not sure what it is but maybe i'm just too dumb to realize it i just like oh whatever move on i just don't think about it too much but like yeah i mean you you i mean once a day for like six plus hours yeah i mean the thing is like yeah i feel i feel like i'd hope i'd notice if something was like super sus like the stuff you've had mm-hmm. i just like i don't even see that like i just get i get like randomly one tapped out of nowhere sometimes but it's like okay it's lighthouse like someone could be anywhere so like whatever right but that's the thing it's like lighthouse. when you have multiple because this here's another one we were on lighthouse right god kill me i guess you're playing in squads too so it makes it a lot more obvious when you're solo two of our guys died instantly to the same guy one was in the building, one was outside of the chalet on top of a rock. They both fell over to the same guy. It was like, dude, this guy's hacking. It was, you know, it was, a, it was a white name, Sus. You know, so we just ran and extracted. But there was no, like, there was just no way. You know what I mean? There yeah. was, like, there was walls in between. Like, it was just impossible. But, yeah, to your point, I do think definitely the having two to three to five people, you know... <laughs> Yeah, it gives you like so many more points of reference because people are either still alive. Like it's either that's the thing, you're you're either still alive to figure out like what to do next and like see what's going on. Yeah. Or you're all dead and then it's really obvious. So Yeah. You always get more information regardless. Exactly. Kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I don't know, like as I said, I just like I either don't know or I don't see them at all, but No, I don't know, it's just funny. The um the decent thing for me is what I was kind of thinking about it in the first place and i've just been thinking about it a bit more because i feel that because i've been playing a bit more i've been playing a bit more aggressively and it's become more part of like my game to actually play in ways that are advantageous because i think I've, I've become a lot more keenly aware of it just because i've been experiencing it more because mm-hmm. how do i put this like usually you know how i play right i'm like pretty chill and like play outside a lot and so like these things really matter like if if two people if two people are stood in an open field yeah desync doesn't matter at all really because the 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 ways that desync manifests properly is around cover and things like that because that's where you that's where peak's advantage matters whereas if two people just like bump into each other in a field outside of some kind of like ping latency stuff like, if I shoot you first on my screen, and then that goes to the server, the server says, okay, you shot them first. Like, yeah, you could shoot somebody simultaneously, but then you're shot on a register if it's really close. But other than that, like, you you won't get the same kind of, like, st- the stuff that, like, I've been seeing in dorms. <clears throat> There's one in the Ash 12 video, and, like, we broke it down on, on my stream a little bit, where, like, I'm peeking, mm-hmm. and I pull back, and then I'm shot. Yeah. You know that it's that it's that asymmetric. Those are kind of like asymmetric fights that I'm just like a lot more keenly aware of, and it's because I think I've been doing more dorms and some like being in small internal areas. I'm noticing it more because it's that thing of if you're not there at all and you're not there on the server or yours, if someone's already peeking, 
you peek the server needs to catch up you shoot them on your screen and that goes to the server and then they die before they even see you um and i was just like let's just do this i heard somebody running on interchange i was in the back of ollie like right in the back corner you know there's there's a blocked set of stairs like if you if you came in through the front of ollie and you went directly right past the offices all the way down into the very far corner there's like a weird cubby hole with like a sofa and a few random loot boxes and a set of stairs I was in there and I heard somebody running and I thought, I actually thought they were a lot closer than, than they were, though I could hear them from ages away. It was quite surprising. So I sprinted and they weren't around the next corner. And so I sprinted out into the main hall and they'd slowed down a little bit. And I just came around the corner and just annihilated this guy with the MCX or the Scar. I think it was either the Scar or the MCX. I think it was the Scar, actually. Um, and I said this chat at the time, I was just like, I don't think I even came up on that guy's screen. Like, I'd be, I'd be very surprised if he even saw me, honestly. I literally just like swung out and killed him in like two bullets. Um, and it just like, I don't know. I think I just feel like I've been much more aware of that and about how to play around it kind of thing. Like it's this weird, it's this weird situation where you don't, it doesn't prevent you from getting killed, right? Because if you peek and they've already stood there and then you miss, like you will appear on their screen eventually. Or if two people are peeking, it kind of gives you that like first hit initiative but if you miss you're still peaked and have to unpeak and that's got a delay on it too so if they peek out then they might see you you know what i mean it's like this weird kind of like uh, ghosting thing it's like really strange i mean i think you're overthinking it a little bit the only reason i say this is like there's within the system as a whole there's going to be latency no matter what yeah right like you have your own individual hardware latency um sending the packets to the server, the server kind of like assembling everything, sending it back to everyone's clients. Like it's just kind of built in. So like, yes, it is way more apparent in indoors. And I think it's just a psychological thing because you think I'm behind cover. Therefore I should not be hit. And then you die, you know, <laughs> you fall over <laughs> like, dude, I, yeah. Anyways, when you're outside, you know, you don't have any cover, but in reality, you could very well be out of sync and died. You know, he killed you sooner, even though you got to move two feet or three feet or whatever. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I, I do. I do. I do. I do. But like in that case, that's that's the thing inside. It matters whereas outside. It doesn't because like whether you're two feet behind your position or two feet ahead, like they're still shooting at you on their client. It doesn't matter. Like it's only inside where it makes a difference where if neither of you are peeking, you don't see anybody. The first person to peek suddenly loses the advantage because if the other person peeks, they can then shoot them. So it's like kind of like you want to be the last person to peek. Yes. Yeah. If you as peek far as like, 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 yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah so like it kind of matters inside. You know what I mean? It's like the, the first person to round the corner or whatever. Peekers advantage. Yeah, exactly. It's because yeah. it's, Classic peaks advantage. Yeah, I, d- I did wonder as well whether I'm kind of making this worse for myself because of like my setup and because of my internet and because of my re- reluctance to change anything because hopefully fiber is imminent. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. I don't want to splash out, you know, uh, however much like a hundred quid on like a decent router and all this stuff because like I don't think it's going to be necessary in like a short space of time. But you've seen what happens when I play on stream, you know, because I like put my bitrate like pretty pretty close to the limit i actually had to turn it down a bit because i've had some like line instability but like my ping like fluctuates between like 50 and uh, 150 like randomly and 
it doesn't look like anything to me because all my stuff's client side. But like, right. I wonder whether that makes it like <laughs> yeah even more like ping amplified. Abuse. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what people do, right? Um, it's kind of like it's like ping abuse by accident. And just yeah. by I never really thought about it until like last week, and I was like, oh, what do it actually matters? Because like the people are always saying about like you know raising the ping limit, and like Nikita said about how it makes the Unity netcode go ballistic a little bit if you. Mm. If the ping's too high, and I like, I suddenly like connected all these things, and was like, I wonder whether that's making DC like bad for me, like in particular. I do wonder. I mean, there's like extremely rare clips I've seen, like landmark. Like occasionally, you'll see just some guy, like you know, just like it's almost like rubber banding, but he's just like lagging so bad, or something's like desynced. But um, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually like an advantage or disadvantage, like having. Yeah, I, I don't, don't really know. Yeah, I'd almost be interested to do some like testing, co-op, co-op <laughs> testing, like yeah. while I'm streaming, and uh, yeah. see what it looks like. You know, I mean, it'd be interesting, but it's still kind of hard to tell because you would. I think you need a third party. You can't. Uh, well, yeah. Because, well, maybe sort of. No, but you kind of need your own individual perspective because of the client side hit registration. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you need all three. Well, I shouldn't say you, you need, need all three. three. I shouldn't say you need all three. I... Well, it actually comes but... back to the kill cam thing we we're talking about, right? You've got your perspective, you've right. got their perspective, and then you've got the server's perspective. Yeah, and the third party observer is also behind the server, but they're receiving both of your information from the server right. when the server right. receives it. So they should get like a fair. Hope you'd hope sort of fair because sort of fair intermediary thing between the two where they can like see what the server sees, kind of, but obviously with a with another delay. They could, Um, yeah, exactly. They could still get out of sync with the server and things. And whether the server can send the two separate players out of sync to them, I'm not sure. I don't really know. You would expect that you would just see what the server sees. Yeah, it's well, you. I don't really know, actually. How do I say it? It's like I feel like there's some cases where it's screwed. I mean, you're getting you're getting their clients to the server to you, to your client. So, yeah. like, it's really just a matter of question: is if you all experience DC at the same time, then it's probably the server. But if it's like one after the other, like let's say you peak. And on your clients, you know, or on the person you're peaking clients, they never showed up, desync, right? So like you were you were out of sync with the server, or I guess he was out of sync with the server, whatever. But the person that's observing all of this, you know, how does it look on his screen? Because like it, but have, what, what angle would you put him at? You'd have to put him at the the guy peaking as well, or the guy getting peaked as well. That's probably what I would do. Now you've but got it, two observers, one from one from each perspective of the, the Pico mm, and the PP. Yeah. Not that it really, really so matter because the Piki sorry, the Piker. No wait. The Piki is static. Anyways. I don't know. I don't really know. This stuff's really like far out there for me. I'd have to like really read some documentation on this type of stuff mm. to really understand. I don't know. I don't know. I was just in, it was uh, I was just musing about it really, and it was just because I killed that guy in like a very specific way around the corner. I was like, I wonder how long it actually is. Like, at what like how long it would be before I I actually appeared on his screen? Like, is it is it just is it like two hundred milliseconds? 
is it like a second? I don't really know. I don't feel like we get the situations anymore, like the the notorious clips you see where like radically yeah. different things is happening on people's screens. But yeah. I still think this this delay is occurring, and it could be quite long. I mean, there is delay, but it's the problem is if the game is client authoritative, which I believe it is, if I'm not mistaken. Shots and stuff for hit registration, yeah. Yeah, it's major advantage for peekers because mm. if you're static and you're the guy peeking, right, and I shoot you in the head and then you go around the corner, it doesn't matter because on my client, I shot you in the head. So now the server just got to catch up and send the kill to you. That's how you get those, like, yeah, really bad feelings. Um, if you don't do it like that, there's also a trade-off, which is like, you end up shooting the guy in the head a bunch, and then he doesn't take any damage <laughs> because he moved, and it hasn't, it's not, it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't type of scenario, I and mean, you can mitigate this stuff, I think, but that's like my, probably what I said there was inaccurate, but that's my, like, you know, infantile understanding of it. I never think about it a bit more and see. I don't know. I guess like the the thing yeah. is, if it's a thing, then like practically, what do you do? Right? You just like don't hold peaks. Basically, don't Some, hold the peaks. Someone said server authoritative is worse by far. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that one is. Like, I've played some games that's like, yeah, it's really bad. You just free to play Korean FPSs games back in the day. It's awful, dude. It's awful. Don't don't recommend it. Oh man! So what quick, world. but yeah. Sorry, go ahead. All I was gonna say is still having fun. Okay. All I was gonna say. Yeah. Still good. Still good. What were you gonna say? Uh, quick blurb. I found a filing cabinet on shoreline in a room. So I was recording some footage for a video in a older version of Tarkov, let's just say, with some tools, let's just say, that allow you to spectate the map and get these cool cinematic shots. I was getting all these like cool angles and shots on pier, and me being the curious person I am, like, oh, I wonder what like what's down here, what's in here? And I was just flying around, looking at the different stuff, and there's this little shack on pier all the way towards the back, like uh where the boats are at that are on top of the pier i don't know (laughs) i don't know what it's called (laughs) but there's this little shack okay it's got like a tan roof to it it's really tiny and i flew in there and i was like oh there's filing cabinets i wonder if you could loot them so i put my pmc in there and i looted them and i was like oh my god you can loot these i gotta test this in the most updated version on, on tarkov and see if we can actually get in there um, and there was a door, and it says breach. So I tried it from the outside on uh, both clients, if you will. And then I tried it on the older client on the inside to see if you could breach out, and you can't. I'm pretty positive there's not a key in there, but I wanted to see if I could get in there to loot the filing cabin on the main branch, the, the live branch on Tarkov, because I wanted to know if it was still active as a filing cabinet, you know, if it was an actual real filing cabinet. So I spent about an hour in offline mode trying to get in there. The problem is, is that there's these two windows on the side where the water's at, and there's a metal rail. 
And one window has blinds that are covering it, so you can't go through the blinds. That's out of question. The other one has blinds, but they're just like barely pulled down at the top. There's a little gap there. You could probably squeeze through. I was thinking. So I broke the glass, but the problem is, is your PMC is just slightly too thick to fit in between the building and the railings. Is it double C? <laughs> yes, double C. Like, you can get on top of the railings, but then you're too tall to get inside the window, right? I am kind of want to make a video and post on Twitter, because it's like the shenanigans you have to do. So eventually I figured out you could, like, like glitch yourself in between the railings and the building and, like, this tiny little gap and, like, do all this, like, wiggling stuff and these weird things, and then you get on top of one window and then you like float in between to the next window and then like yeah i'm there i'm there i'm I'm right there at the window with the blinds at the top i'm trying to look down crouch walk i got i bring my buddy and call up up right i was like dude you gotta help me i gotta find out if i can get inside of here like push me in here he's pushing me it's not working eventually i'm just like dude you actually can't get in here i tried proning everything you just can't and then i leaned and I realized you could just, because the filing cabinet's like right there, but I'm like pressing F. I'm like free looking, trying to look. Loot it won't let me yeah. do it. But I, I leaned, and you can actually lean through the blinds because the blinds oh. are blocking me. And I'm, my head's inside the building. And I think how it works is if your like head or camera is inside the location, then you can actually loot and interact with the, with the stuff, right? Because I couldn't loot the filing cabinet that was like, five inches away from my face, but when I leaned, I could. So I was able to loot all filing cabinets, all, all four of them, and I can confirm they are working. Okay, but who decided yeah. to put them in there and forgot to unlock the door? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, Do they just have a usual loot pool? Yeah. The exact same. They're all empty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hate filing cabinets this way, man. I'm so How pissed. long did this take you? Uh, like an hour. <laughs> the whole raid. But, dude, you want to get some extra loot when you're up here? That's the spot. One filing cabinet, dude. You can get a whole crinket lighter. Wow. But yeah. That's my short story. How I got an extra filing cabinet in my loot pool. My loot route. That's the YouTube title right there. <laughs> how I spend an hour looting one filing cabinet. <laughs> Dude, that's so genius. That's actually, like, low-key, low actually yeah. not a bad title. Because people would be like, that's so dumb. Like, it's it's such right. a dumb title that, like, it would actually work. Damn, I kind of want to do that now, Giga. Oh, <laughs> I might actually do that. Because I was going to make a video and post it on Twitter, because I just think it's kind of interesting. Mm. But now you, now you really got me going. In before church gets banned for looting the, the honeypot <laughs> the filing pers- cabinet that can only be gotten if you're a hacker. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, we'll, we'll leave it there with it locked because, like, if anybody loots it, then they must be using wall hags. So the church spends like an hour and then gets like caught as a false flag as part of like VSG's anti cheat. Oh no! <laughs> In before? No. Oh, let's hope not. Let's hope. Not. Oh, and it's just I don't know. It's just funny because I bet someone mapped that there, and I guess they forgot to either like assign a key to it or make it. Mm. openable i'm not i'm not sure but yeah maybe it, maybe it's just for decoration like hey just throw a filing cabinet asset in there like whatever you know Who yeah maybe if it's like or just exactly or like it just like it's, it looks like that by default so you know like all this all the filing cabinets spawn loots so they just like yeah. throw the asset in there just to make it look right through the window yeah but like it just so happens to spawn funny 
Yeah, I don't know. I I guess like the the my my final random anecdote. Did I did I talk about did I talk about meeting the rogues on Lighthouse? I don't think I did actually no. properly. No. no. Earlier we were chatting about it. You just you and me. Yeah, it was just before, wasn't it? Yeah. So I mean, it was it's pretty it's pretty quick to be honest. I was like, I was actually trying to kill. I was half-heartedly starting counteraction to try and kill bears on Lighthouse. Okay. Not easy. Have you done? Have you done that? Well, I'm a bear, so I'm gonna say no. Oh yeah, because you have to. But do you have to kill Usex? There's an equivalent. Yeah, class, isn't I it? think so. Yeah. Yeah. A lot easier, I believe. Yeah, I think Usex so as well. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, like, okay, well, maybe we're going to go, like, you know, snipe some dudes or whatever. And um, I just, I was also sort of, like, half-heartedly combining. I was just, just, we were just testing the water. Like, I'd been doing a lot of rogue camp running anyway to get the other one done where you have to kill, like, 20 rogues. Easy job, I think it was. We'd, like, been there a lot. So I was, like, feeling a lot more confident. And um, I thought, fine, maybe we'll get Shooter Born in Heaven done because we got that one from before. I was like, okay, we only need to do two more. Like, it's not crazy. People do go up and loot these things. And I can, like, go in a nice spot maybe kill some rogues, just get some XP, we'll just like, maybe we kill a bear or something. But like, got out the Scar H, which uh, I actually quite like. I like the Scar H. I think it's quite quite cool. It's a fun gun. And um, we're just kind of like chilling. We hear like all hell like breaking loose down in the rogue camp. Um, and there's like, there's a PMC. I like, I try to shoot him. I did actually, so I eventually, I was using the Baltis to get, um, to get all these kills and stuff. Because I, even though these days, this is sort of a little mini tangent, but like, even though these days you only need three sniper skill, in theory, if you're like an efficient, like min max Kappa mm-hmm. gamer, because you go three and then you go one from shooter one heaven for four, you go one from tug of shooter eight for five, then you do mentor that gives you three, that gives you eight, and now psycho sniper is now eight, so you can do it that way. But that means that you need to do either tug of shooter part eight or shooter one in heaven to get it right. And I was like, I'm not doing those quests right now. So I just carried on using Baltis, got to four normally. Did mentor and then now I can buy M61. So I went into rage with M61. Um feels feels really good by the way. Feels really good. I think because I'm just like so stingy with M80 and like bring M80 to Lighthouse and like killing birds. Why is this not working? You know, like forgetting that it's like 300 meters and they've got like 36 pen, like I'm just not going through ULAX and stuff, that kind of thing. Um anyway, there's like a dude, he's like in the corner of this PMC, he's like pinned down. I see him like leaning out, leaning out, leaning out. He's like fighting somebody, it's like some crazy fight going on. I managed to shoot him once, but I didn't hit him in the head, unfortunately. I saw the blood, but I didn't manage to kill him. I'm, like, waiting for ages. Don't see him. There's, like, a bunch of player scouts coming. It all seems kind of quiet. Okay. Then there's just, like, sudden, like, hailstorm of rounds. Like, crazy just, like, going off. I was like, is that at me? It's just, like, start getting, like, the suppression effects. It's, like, freaking tracer, like, flying, like, complete nuts. But it's sort of hitting, like, slightly low. I, like, swing to the middle of the, the road cam, like, zoom in, and there's night just going, like, completely nutso at me with like I don't even know it was like M62 Tracer or something I, I, I think uh, I was like oh god just like look over and just like bam 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 like three shots of what M of M61 and he dies and I'm just like oh okay and like I because I did Outcast I've actually got Stray Dogs now so it's like, it's like quest part completed like kill night I was like freaking A dude like this is this is crazy um I mean then long story short like I just could not see the others could not see the other two like where i was i was up on the big mountain rocks area and i was shooting down into lighthouse like the usual way that you you'd snipe and he was on so you know there's that river that's not river it's kind of like sort of sewage run in the middle um that kind of runs from the rocks across yeah pick on it's like a bit of a water bit it's like there's like a target it's like a shooting range or something like in there but it's all like it's all wet it's like a little platform down yes, behind yes. Like two sets of walls. Well. it's like yep. lower yeah 
he was he'd run from the right hand side over the metal stairs to the left to shoot me. So he was like on the stairs, dead on the left hand side, kind of in the middle. And but I was like, where the hell are these other guys? Like, I don't see I don't see Big Pipe for a start. Mm-hmm. I don't see um, Bird Eye either. In theory, maybe the guy who I was fighting before could have killed Big Pipe. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe that's what aggroed Knight out. Maybe that's why he ran out into the middle. I, I'm not really sure. Anyway, so I'm like, fine, we're just going to have to go down. So I, like, run down the, the cliffs, like, running into the road camp. As I, like, I'm coming down the last bit, like, into the camp itself, I do kind of this, like, weaving. And there's, like, suddenly loads of shots. I do this, like, flying jump and end up behind a, a truck. So I thought, okay, well, somebody's still there. I think it must have been Bird Eye. And I proceed to spend, like, the next 20 minutes with, like, crawling around the edge of one of the, like, water driven things. It's, like, peeking every angle. And I, I just never saw them again. So I was just like, well, I, I don't know where they are. If I just wander randomly any further, I'm just going to get shot. So I just, like, crossed the bridge, grabbed the knight's gear. I never thought I'd see his armor, honestly. I never thought I would see it. That's why I grabbed the armor, looted it, sprinted out, and, and left with it all. Um, which was actually kind of cool. This is, like, my first, like, proper engagement with the... Rogue bosses, the first time I just got M61 through the chest twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of kind of cool. But yeah, I, I, I think it was just, I think maybe the other guy might have killed Big Pipe and like it was just Bird Eye, but like the dude doesn't move. So I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. But right. like, he just doesn't, he just doesn't move. Like you come into line of sight and he just, he just cracks you, you know? Yeah. Like you needed a nade or something. I didn't have any nades. It was like, yeah, and then I've basically I've got I ran out of water. That was the issue. That was the crux point. I had like eight hydration left, and everyone was like, "Dude, you need to go. Like, you just you can't stay here." I, like, oh, I didn't have any food or water on me. Does so I just have to even, leave the, like, he the doesn't even leave. wear armor, does he? I don't think he does. Uh, I'm actually not sure. It's I think he just leaves. has a rig. I don't. He must do surely. We've got a lot of health to compensate. I don't really like that he's silent. Oh, he has a Thor. Oh, does he? Okay. It's the uh, class four. Apparently. Apparently he can have it. Whether he has it all the time, I'm not sure. Let's but see. like the wiki says he's got a four. And a load bearing rig. Supposedly. I've seen my but yeah. My buddies died twice now. I say buddies. Yeah, buddies. Um to the the bird eye, because they'll kill the first two. Mm-hmm. And they'll go to loot. And then they'll die to bird eye walk like running up to them from but he's silent, so it's like, I don't know. I don't really like yeah. that part, but... Yeah, it's really tough. It's really tough. <laughs> uh, I don't think, I don't know. I, I never thought I'd kill any of them, though, so at least I'm pleased yeah. with killing one, you know. Are you on the this, quest this for it? I am. I am, so we completed that oh. piece, which is good. That's nice. So just the other two to go. Just the other two to go. Cool. Well, I think that brings us to a close, unless you got anything else. No, I think that's good. We've covered a real range of topics today. I feel yeah. I feel good about this, actually. I feel good. We've covered a decent breadth. Yep. More to come, as always, next week. And until then, stay classy. <laughs>